If you are in Sydney or Melbourne, listen up because we have some exciting news for you. Listen. Yeah, listen. Saturday, July. (laughs) Melbourne, we are doing Do Go On The Quiz Show live one night only or one afternoon only. Part of the Replay Festival at Comedy Republic on Saturday, July 6th at 3pm. This is 2024. And then the next weekend in Sydney, we are going up for a live Do Go On podcast at the fabulous Ritz Cinema on Saturday, July 13th at 3pm. Also 2024. Yeah, 2024. Yeah. Listen. 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 And get tickets. Buy tickets. Tickets at dogoonpod.com. Come. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. I am Matt Stewart, and with me, as always, is Jess Perkins. Hello, Matt. One of the best in the biz. Jess's? Perkins's? Or just in general? No, just people. Really? Yeah. yeah. In what biz? In this biz. What's this? This biz, uh, entertainment. Ooh, I wouldn't. Okay. Bert Newton's number one. Your number two. Get. (gasps) Absolutely. I've just heard he died. You've been bumped up to number one. I cannot be number one. Well, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. But uh, until Bert has a child, which he can't do now, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird system. (laughs) Now I'm remembering he did have a child. He had a couple of kids and grandkids. Okay. Well, you might be bumped down again. And Jess, uh, Dave- Is fine. Is fine. He didn't show up today, which we're not worried about. No. And yeah, we weren't- we looked into it, so you don't have to. He is fine. I just spoke to him on the phone last night, actually. Oh, yeah. About how fine he is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I overheard you talking, and I heard you say that, yeah, he, he's fine. He's fine. Which is great news. So, um, we asked him who is someone that he would love to see sit in his little chair. Yes. It is a small chair, so it's kind of cruel that he's chosen a very tall man. Yes. I think maybe he was being a bit of an asshole. <laughs> what a prick. But- uh. He did say one name and one name only. Mm -hmm. And we weren't able to get Bert because he is dead. He is dead. We had to check it. He is dead. (laughs) But luckily, Marcel Blanche de (laughs) Wilt is able to sit in the chair. 
It's and so small. It's very small, mm. yeah. It started as a joke, mm. to be honest, because we-, we Can talk- I- Do you mind if I move over to this other chair? I do mind. Okay. Yeah, if you, if you could stay in that chair, that would be good. And okay. actually, pull behind the curtain. I'm sitting in Dave's chair right now. You're in my chair. Oh, that's this butt groove. Yeah, mm. it's mine. Mm. We match. And it is sweaty. We yeah. have matching sweaty butt grooves. We do. It's very cute. Mm. Jess uh, started Dance Craze years ago called The Butt Groove. and uh, Yeah. Yeah, I forgot remember, about that. Yeah. You forget everything, but I yeah, do. that swept the nation. Yeah. Forgetting is usually a coping mechanism. That's right. Mm. I repress it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I um, don't forget it. I yeah, repress it. still in there. I just pushed it down. Oh, it's in there and it comes out sometimes. And just because just Dave's on here, can I double check we are recording? Yes, we are. Great. See and- that gigantic screen? Yeah, I'm just only seeing one red light on that thing and it made me nervous for a second. I just don't want to waste one muscle, red light on this. One red light. On the, no, on the, on the board there. But that probably is for some other reason. I think that's the select button, which I don't really know what it does. I think the fact that we can all hear each other in our headphones is very promising. Mm. That's a great sign. And see the sound on the screen. Yeah. Hey, Marcel, uh, you've listened to this show before. You were one of the first to criticise it. Yeah, you bet. I bring um, it up every time. And <laughs> and you're still riffing. Like, I can't tell you. Cut that out. <laughs> I keep checking in. I listen to the episodes. I'm like, oh, still these dog shit riffs. These dog shit riffs. For new listeners, mm. uh, Marcel, uh, early days- uh, Quite earnestly messaged me saying, really like the show, but could you cut the shit? Yeah, yeah. essentially, yeah. And yeah. I apologise for it. No, I you have, have. And we've my, all moved I have on. Uh, brain chemistry undiagnosed. But, uh- um, <laughs> anyway, I, I'm taking the long way around to say you have listened to the show a few big, times. Big fan. Uh, so, you're probably in a really good position to explain what it is to new listeners. Yes, indeed. It's it's almost like a school report being given. Uh, mm-hmm. One one person goes away and, and writes a report on a certain subject, story, idea, uh, and then reports it back to the class a la- Ella. 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 Under our umbrella. Uh, yes. And uh, reports it back. And then the other two people do some uh, do some hot riffs off the back. Yep. Mm. Not yeah. not dog shit riffs, just hot ones. Yeah, just hot yeah. ones. They never interrupt. Marcel's definitely changed his tune on that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah now that I'm part of the family. <laughs> the also, two- where was my invitation to the to the Golden Shiny Garys? Um, the Golden Shiny Garys this I, year- I didn't get a phone call saying um, um, I won anything. It was just weird. I, yeah, wait, you did I, was not waiting, win. I was waiting by the phone. You did not win. But also, the um, the award ceremony, the feedback we got from last year was self-indulgent. Mm. You know, over the top. You said that. Yes. Yeah. And the so- The feedback was, came from inside the building. <laughs> the feedback from me. Uh, I went, oh, we spent a lot of money to give ourselves awards. That mm. was silly. So, um, this year- It, it was- lost quite a lot of money. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was an it was understated fun. affair this time. It. Mm. it was me playing the music off my laptop live. It was it was a beautiful understated moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you didn't win. Yeah. So okay. just be better on this episode. All right. And then you know, hold on, hope for for next year. Okay. That's, yeah, that's I, the only feedback I can give you. You could actively campaign this oh, point of the year. Oh, that's cool. Well. Yeah. So this one is is open is is open to. For this will votes. be eligible. Yep. Yeah. Great. Yep. Cool. Um, Best guest non-reporter is that that's a category? Right. Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I'm actually doing yeah, a in case you're about to tune out because you're like, Marcel's going to do one of his three-hour Indiana Jones reports. Don't worry. Where'd you, I'm which, just here as a guest. It's a, That episode should be called Do Spoil On More Like It. It's like- <laughs> <laughs> it should be called that. Mm. Should we go back and change it? We should. <laughs> um, but it's my it's my turn to do a report, and mine are always very efficient. Mm-hmm. Yes, she loves to edit. <laughs> she she cuts the fat. Yeah, you've got you're looking at your watch right now. Going, yeah. I've got places to be. I got yeah. places to be. I'm a busy woman. Mm. I have a couch to sit on. I'm very busy. For listeners, they should know that uh, 
the episodes initially that Jess does are very long. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's quite an intensive edit procedure yeah. to get it back to the hour and whatever. It takes me two weeks to write the report mm-hmm. and a full week, and I'm talking 12-hour days minimum, mm-hmm. um, sometimes 18, to then edit it down. It's a bad way to work, but um, the results speak for themselves. Yes, they do. <laughs> so- the best reports. So, did you win any awards? This- I did not. Oh. Um, I was close. I was close. I think you were a guest on the best uh, Who Knew It episode. Yeah, that's true. I think you, you probably won. I, I think we can't avoid winning awards on that show. Yeah. You've made it that way. You've well, constructed the fact, it that way. Yeah. The fact that you and Dave both have spin-off podcasts that have their own category- Definitely helps because then you, you've got one guaranteed. So I should, I, I must, I should. But have you're to. on all the Do Go On episodes as well that win. Oh, true. When are you going to have a spin off? I'll get there. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Man. Uh, is the Stop audience doesn't, that doesn't think it. that? that the audience, they, don't, they don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely don't get comments oh, being like, when are you going to start your own? Jess, mm. do you know what you're inviting right now? Oh, God. Don't. <laughs> don't. I'll, if I get to it, I'll get to it. People if are I pitch don't, you things. I don't. No, they're just going to tell me to do it. Oh. And that's actually the opposite of what you need to do to me if you want me to do something. Don't do it. Yeah, exactly. You have mm. to. So one time, reverse psychology yeah. works so good on Jess. It really, yeah, it, right. it does. I'm stupid. One time, I was watching TV with my dad, and there was a there was an ad for an ABC show about like um, parents with really gifted kids, like they were like elite athletes at a young age and stuff, and it was sort of talking about that relationship and. Um, and, you know, p- the way that the parents pushed the kids. And I said to my dad, I was like, see, maybe you should have just pushed me more and I would have, I could have excelled. And he was like, you can't be pushed. You have to be tricked. <laughs> and I was like, shut Oh, fuck, he's right. He's absolutely My drama teacher in year 11 said, yeah, no, if she keeps going the way she's going, she'll be a B, maybe B plus student. And I was like, <laughs> excuse me. And then I got a perfect score in year 12. Oh, wow. Out of spite. So, mm. yeah, don't tell me to do it if you want me to do another podcast. Okay? Hey, Jess. Do a do a real bad episode of Do Go On. Hey Matt, fuck you! <laughs> I'm gonna blow your freaking mind. Don't do your report right now. Well, well we, I'm gonna start with a question. <laughs> you dogs. <laughs> Here's my question to get us onto the topic. In suggesting this topic, Myra from Melbourne referred to this person as the original White House wild child. Ooh, Who is this Chelsea person? Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> It's not Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> I don't know anything about. I'm, re- I'm really not sure if you'll know this name. Original Ooh. White House wild child. Yeah. So Ooh, a child Hoover's of- daughter. See, I'm wondering if it's actually a child or that's just an expression. It is a a, a daughter of a president. Mm, so maybe name some presidents. Uh, okay, so you did Nixon. Chelsea Clinton. Not Nixon. Mm. Earlier than Nixon. Uh, mm. Lincoln. <laughs> Not Lincoln. <laughs> Somewhere between <laughs> Lincoln and Nixon. Uh, there was a couple of these in the, oh. in the presidency at different times. Yes. A couple of daughters. No, one of the guys on the- the forgotten guy on the- on the- on the cliff face of um, presidents had the same surname as the guy in the wheelchair. Okay. LBJ. Not LBJ all the mm. way with him, though. <laughs> uh, Lyndon B, a good option to suggest, but- um, <laughs> It's uh, the surname is. Uh, <laughs> give me a letter. You were recently uh, in America. You probably uh, uh, Roosevelt. Yes. Oh, interesting. So it's Teddy Roosevelt or Theodore Roosevelt. His daughter Alice. Alice. Oh, Roosevelt. are we going to be talking about the origin of the teddy bear? No. Oh. <laughs> He was, she was such a wild child. Yeah, she loved to play with toys. <laughs> he had to somehow figure out a way to calm her down. <laughs> that is where the teddy bear began. 
that is how I talk too. So that's a pretty good impression. I wouldn't. I mean, we're over four hundred episodes in. I would feel like Teddy Bear as a as an episode concept could happen. I recently mm. learnt that, and I haven't verified this, mm. but I think Teddy Bears are actually modelled after a dog, oh. a specific dog, the Chow Chow. And when you look at a Chow Chow, you're like, that's a Teddy Bear face. Wow. Well, see, here we go. Now we've got listeners going, all right, I want to hear this teddy bear well, episode. There's yeah. already put two in fun the hat, facts. Then. Put yeah. in the hat. I'm going to mm. go on a limb and say it's probably a Patreon mini episode. <laughs> I don't know if there's that much in it. But, yeah, this um, this report is about um, the the first child of Teddy Roosevelt. It's been suggested by a few people. Um, Caitlin Clays from Newman, Western Australia. Myra from Melbourne. English Prevo from Brooklyn, New York. And Daryl and Atkinson from California. And, yeah, it seems like... It's it's interesting to do a report on the child of a president, mm. but she lives a pretty fun life and she's a, a pretty fun character. So, firstly, a little bit of background on her father. So, Theodore Roosevelt, Roosevelt Jr., often referred to as Teddy, was an American politician, statesman, um, conservationist, naturalist, and writer who served as the vice president to William McKinley um, and assumed the presidency um, after William McKinley. He was the 26th president of the United States from 1901 to 1909 and remains the youngest person to become president at 42 years old. Mm. Right. He's the buck. youngest, yeah. Mm. And then I, that made me go on a bit of a rabbit hole because I was like, Barack felt young to me. He was 47. Right. But still, 42. So you've still got time. I've got time, definitely. Mm. Matt, way past it. Yeah. You, it's, it's ticking. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I gotta get my shit together. You gotta get I'm your gonna together, be president. Yeah, you probably gotta do something in politics first. Mm. So I'd get and, a move on and be born in America. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's a little bit constrictive. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, I agree. Uh, but when I'm president, I'm going to change that rule. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon you're going to be American president before me? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I've wow. got the vote. I've got the numbers. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, the college, uh, the college system uh, favors me. Oh, you like the electoral college? Yeah, because yeah. I think it's bad and rigged, which mm. feels like that's got to help me. <laughs> that's got to help. I don't think there's oh, many presidents who have shoulder-length hair, but also the sides are all shaved. <laughs> I do have a, a bad haircut. I didn't say bad. Well, you took a long way around. I didn't said you? unconventional for a president. Okay, I didn't say bad. Well, I'd have to go back to the tape, but I'm pretty sure- Under Lincoln- my breath, I said bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's bad. It's so bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think Lincoln had something like this. He had a, quite a decent beard. Yeah. You wouldn't mm. be the first bearded president, that's for sure. No, but there hasn't been a Oldest bearded president, president yeah. for, like, a long time. Really? Since um, a Taft, I think, might have been the last what? one. What? Or Taft. Taft, yeah. That's after Roosevelt. Yeah. Hasn't been another one since then. I don't They've think all been, clean. been facial hair since then, yeah. People don't trust it. That's wild. It doesn't test well. Because a lot of men look better with a bit of facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. And hides. I'd be voting for a hotter president. Yeah. <laughs> that's just me. That's how I vote. Well, that's the thing. They're so hot, they don't even need it, the ones they get in. Yeah. You know, some of these raising guides <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. are studs. Yeah. <laughs> Donald. <laughs> Let's go back. Biden, hubba hubba. <laughs> Uh, who else is them? Obama. Obama Come on. was genuinely Obama. hot. Yeah, yeah. Was he? Attractive. Obama's attractive hot. Guy. Is he really? Yeah. There you go. Obama's an attractive guy. And he's got gravi- Hotter than Biden? He has gravitas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he has a sense of humour. Mm. I like that about him. Mm. And he's got power. Oh, I like oh, that too. Push my button and push the big red button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. George That's what I W. <laughs> Fox. Yep. Uh, George H.W. H-W Fox. Mega Fox. Fox. Mm. 
Fox, Fox. Fox Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is where we've gone to from 42 years old at president. We skip Bill Clinton because, you know, ugh, he's an island man. Anyway, allegedly. Uh, um, yeah. An island man. You know, the, you know, the island. No. Okay. That I don't think I want to know. Dr. Moreau. Oh, I see. Yeah. He's part animal. <laughs> <laughs> they put animal parts in him. It's a quote from The Animal by Rob Schneider. Michael Caton was in it. One of his- <laughs> and they put animal parts in you. Oh, no. I put animal parts in you. Yeah, Michael Caton. Michael Caton, yeah. Wow. Anyway, okay. They fell out afterwards. That's disappointing. <laughs> I love Michael shame. Caton. Anyway. Well, no, it's probably for the best. Rob Schneider didn't <laughs> deserve him. <laughs> Few edits early. <laughs> But we're having fun. Anyway, so youngest person to become president at 42 years old. couple of other interesting anecdotes about his early life. So his youth was largely shaped by his poor health and he had debilitating asthma. He repeatedly experienced sudden nighttime asthma attacks that caused the experience, like the feeling of being smothered to death. Oh, that is awful. Mm. Isn't that horrendous? I was going to say, like, that's the worst time of day to have it anyway, but that sounds really bad. You know, Just- it could be comforting in a situation like that. A tiny little toy bear to cuddle oh, up to. Okay. And thinking- thus the teddy bear was born. Okay, we're going to thinking- get to that. <laughs> what about Ventolin? Mm, yeah, okay. Harder. Yeah, more Interesting. difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, pretty scary, but doctors didn't have a cure, so he just kind of had Jeez. to live with asthma his whole life. Pretty full on. But he lived like a really active life. I think he found that- um, like staying really active helped. Right. So he was really active his whole life. Was, was it his medical advice on the pod? Yeah, if you've got asthma, go for a run. <laughs> mm. I think that's a great call. I had asthma as a kid, and they did encourage uh, being active, swimming, mm. and other things. So. And now look at you. Yeah. yeah, picture of health. Oh uh, yeah, I shook off that asthma. Yeah, I think you can grow out of it for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I had a bit of asthma as a kid. But um. Y- yeah, I, is this nighttime is what's bringing on the asthma or, or laying down? Yeah, hard to say. Because if, if it was just the nighttime air or whatever, I would just become a night owl. Yeah, be, be nocturnal. Yeah. Is air different at night? I think it's probably colder. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's yep. a good answer. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, inside is, he, I don't know if he has. But if it's lying down, yeah, just I think get, it's get be one of those down. beds that lifts your head up Yeah. Bed. Or sleep like a vampire. Yeah. In a coffin. Yeah. But are they still lying down? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or no, what about if they, they sleep like a bat hanging upside down? That'd probably be good. Good for your lungs. Yeah. Any, any excess moisture. Yeah, you just dribble mm. it out. <laughs> gross. Oh, okay. We're saving a life and that's gross I'm sorry, to you? The phrase dribble it out was a bit gross. The saving a life, very admirable. Okay. But dribble it out, yuck. Um, he had a lifelong interest in zoology. And that began at age seven when he saw a dead seal at a local market. Okay, what kind of zoo is he thinking of? <laughs> After obtaining the seal's head, Roosevelt and two cousins formed what they called the Roosevelt Museum of Natural History. I think they're, I think his teachers put a positive spin on this one. Well, <laughs> well he's God. really interested in <laughs> zoology. <laughs> Having learned the rudimentary skills of taxidermy, he filled his makeshift museum with animals that he killed or caught. See, this is the thing is like back in the day, you could be that weird kid in class and yeah. still be president. These days, you could never. Yeah. Back then, it was rebranded as an interest in zoology. Mm. Um, but now it'd be like- an interest in serial killing. What are you yeah. talking about? You Are you suggesting that 
Everyone who makes it a president of sound mind. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not. Not about. I'm talking about their the the value we put in children is what I'm saying. It's like I'm not talking about presidency per se. You're saying children don't have value. I'm saying that all children should be stopped. I'm a sort of trunchbull type, yeah, and uh, yeah. I feel like they should all go to the chokey. Yeah, and that's when they're, they're good for nothing. Keep them somewhere. Yeah. Away from me. More chockies for me. Until they're like, what age? 17, 18? Mm. Even uh, then, I've got 40, nothing to talk to you 42, about. 42, <laughs> president age. What yeah. are you, bloody Leonardo DiCaprio? No, that doesn't quite work. It doesn't quite work. <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm not talking about dating them. Okay. And even then, his cutoff is 25. Right. Yeah. At least their brains are fully formed, you know? Just. Okay. That's his cut off, not his cut on, though. I think he'll, he'll go 18 to 25. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're cut right. On. You never be- hear about people's cut on <laughs> age. You never do. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I was wrong there. And gross. Yeah. Anyway, um, so he's killing and um, catching animals and stuffing them. <laughs> and thus the teddy bear was and born. And thus the teddy bear oh, was that born. that makes sense. Well, he, he needed some comfort because his, his father suddenly died in uh, 1878 and uh, he was absolutely devastated. He inherited from his dad $65,000. Um, in today's money, that's the equivalent of nearly $2 million. <laughs> Enough wealth on which he could live comfortably for the rest of his life. So you're saying oh, okay. he was a self-made man? Oh, no. He comes from money. <laughs> There's some of that famous Stuart sarcasm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's so- The thing is, it's so- um, rare from Matt uh-huh. that you miss it sometimes. Uh, you, yeah. Sorry, um, Marcel, you might not understand this. I don't know if you're into joke writing or jokes, mm, okay. doctoring. But what what that's called is comic irony. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Let me write that's this a, down. It's just a little tool uh, <laughs> in my belt that I'll whip out every now and then. And it is a literal belt. It is a literal belt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do have a hammer that says comic irony. <laughs> it's bulky. Yeah. And I will hit you over the head with it. <laughs> You're holding them in my head right now in a very threatening fashion. <laughs> so, he he, uh, he graduated from Harvard in 1880 and then attended Columbia Law School, but found law to be irrational, eventually mm. leaving Columbia and entering politics, a more, much more rational place. Yeah, the law is an ass. Uh, that's a phrase I've coined today. <laughs> the law is an ass. The law is an ass and what an ass. <laughs> A real peach, <laughs> real, bu- <laughs> real bubble butt. Love that law ass. What an ass! Oh, you're, pa- you're breaking out your Pacino this early on the pod. <laughs> what the fuck? You aren't. You do this sometimes, and it's mean. <laughs> you're just letting me go. It's, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I was smiling and nodding. It took me a little while before I realised that you were giving me enough rope and uh, appreciate it. You said the law is an ass. And I went, okay. And then off you went. Is that not a saying? The law is an ass. You're going to Google it? I might be misremembering. And then you went off about bubble butts and peaches. (laughs) At what point am I supposed to help you? That is an expression. The law is an ass. The law is an ass. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm very much in the Jess camp here in that I was just watching and learning. It's fun to let you yeah. go sometimes. Uh, hey, the, the little life raft is always there, but you've got to get yourself into it. I'm on the big ship. I've thrown you the, I've thrown you the ring. 
Yeah, but nowhere near me. And you're splashing around near the ring. And I'm like, well, I don't know how to. Once he holds onto the ring, I'll reel him in, but I can't do anything. Splashing around near the ring of the ass. (laughs) (laughs) What an ass. (laughs) So he leaves Colombia. He goes into politics the same year. On his 22nd birthday, he married 19-year-old socialite Alice Hathaway Lee. So we're assuming that 19 is his cut on? That's his cut on. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. okay. Um, She's a banking heiress as well, so she comes from money too. According to Wikipedia, oh, that's like a a website uh, that um, details like the lives of presidents. Okay. Yeah. What is is it, Latin or something? I think so, yeah. Wiki meaning like leader. Leader, mm, leader. Wikipedia meeting. Walking. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, Le- leader walking. Leader walking. <laughs> I think it's German, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, this is up there for the stupidest episodes ever. <laughs> you know the problem is? We're no, having a little oh, coffee. We're having coffee and there's no Dave. There's no mm. Dave. Yeah, we need Dave. but mm. um, Dave grounds us. You guys actually, don't Marcel's need Dave. Marcel's got a bit of a Dave I can Dave quality. you guys up if you guys need to be Daved. Why? No, nah, but we're having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the cat's away. Dave just kills the fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was about to write that as a bit of feedback for a future. Yeah. yeah. I was going to message you guys on Facebook to say, have you thought about getting rid of Dave? Yeah. yeah. That is funny how we talk about Dave when he's not here. Like, he's the this straight-laced nerd who's always, hey, guys, let's get back to the topic where he's like- Hey, guys, let's get back to the chapter. Yeah. He's you know probably who- one of the stupidest people uh, you'll ever meet. Yeah. And the one who is generally going, guys, come on, is me. <laughs> He's the dad of the podcast. Are you the mummy of the podcast? Wait, what does that mean? I'm your- <laughs> What am I? I'm the weird uncle. Yeah, the weird uncle. Yeah, the weird uncle. Yeah. I guess I am the mummy because I do remind Matt to eat sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and I and- needed you this morning because I ran out of time. And before we get in the car, I always go, does anyone need to go? Do you need to go to the toilet? Safety mm. wee. <laughs> <laughs> We're not should- stopping. <laughs> anyway, I'm a lot of fun. So I piss my pants in Justin's <laughs> car a lot. <laughs> I have to put down those like puppy pads. <laughs> People think I buy them for my dog, but he is toilet trained. That's not true. No, he does sometimes piss inside. Um, anyway, so I was talking about Alice, the uh, the banking heiress and uh, Teddy's wife. Standing 5'6", she had blue-grey eyes and long, wavy golden hair and was described as strikingly beautiful as well as charming. Her family and friends called her Sunshine because of her cheerful disposition. Oh, she sounds lovely. That is really nice, but what a cumbersome nickname. Sunshine. Hey, Sunshine. Don't think that's a weird- I mean, because you're so sarcastic that you feel like that that sort of name would only be said in a sarcastic tone. Well, I think it tends to be like Mm. a pejorative sort of name for someone. Oh, hey, you right there, Sunshine? You know, it's like- Yeah, sure. I don't think it's normally a positive kind of thing. I feel like this description of Sunshine feels like someone who wrote their own bio, like it's only good stuff. Yeah. She's super cool. She's really beautiful, but it's not just about her looks, which are incredible. (laughs) She's also really nice. Yeah. Like, oh, and okay. All of her friends call her Sunshine because she's just like so lovely and cheerful. Yes. Who would write that about themselves? I think people writing bios of themselves would probably be harsher. But comedians who write Jess Perkins bios is okay. Yeah, always have to be like uh, really funny, yeah, award winning, yeah, award winning. <laughs> yeah. What award? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. it. <laughs> do you uh, cuz you uh, like to skewer comedian tropes on your yes, Instagram do. channel. Mm-hmm. Do, have you ever done the one about which I, I see comes up a lot comedians doing their bios mm. and then breaking the the 
fourth wall or whatever by saying it's certainly not me typing it or whatever. Yeah, well, I haven't done that, but the one I do not like is the one on the posters where people do two real quotes and then one one silly one. And like the silly, it's it's always like you know, so you get like the the Guardian, um, someone's blog, and then the last one is like needs to clean up after themselves, their mum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Right. And it, it was funny the first couple of times, but now. People think that they're the first person to have done it. It's like, all right, we, we need a new we need a new thing. Yeah. It's tricky, those things that are the cliches, though, because someone did come up with it. And if it is funny in a vacuum or funny as a first off, mm. then, in, then it, maybe you should have a, a website of cliches so people can, you know, check off before they- you have a poster section. Mm. Don't. This has been <laughs> don't, done. Don't do this. Yeah. Well, all. I mean, uh, for the record, all of my things are done with love. They're like, I, I see this. It doesn't a lot. come across yeah. that way, but he does sweat. <laughs> I always. I watch those and I'm like, this fucking guy. Here we go. Is oh, this, okay. Hold on. Is this all just a so call out? Is this a? Is this a gotcha pipe? <laughs> oh, the comedy dictators in. Let's see. <laughs> What royal decrees handing it down today? What aren't we allowed to do anymore? I get a lot of lovely feedback for those videos, so I'll have you know. Yeah, and a lot of people behind your back. Oh going, yeah, this oh definitely, guy. I'm sure there are. But the the beauty of putting yourself in that position mm-hmm. is everything you ever do is fully original to- on stage, yeah. and you yeah you never slip into any I sort of never never do. I'm only a unique <laughs> but butterfly. You, you definitely they call have me sunshine. D- you must have uh, started to feel more pressure on. Not not so much on my own stuff because it's all a taste thing. It's like, oh, yeah, this is just to my taste. So, so, these are some comedy pet peeves. But what has happened is now people come off stage and go, oh, yeah, that's right. I asked people who was on the apps and uh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, yeah. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Wait, is it okay? Because your videos make it seem like it's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please check out my Instagram comedy writers group and you can see what Matt's talking about <laughs> and how gentle I am. Yes. It's very gentle. I've learned a lot. Mm. But it has cut my act down from 50 minutes to five and a half. Mm. Anyway, Jess, do go on. So, that came off the back of sunshine. (laughs) I'm really sorry. Should I stop drinking this coffee? I think, no, keep drinking it and that'll block your mouth. Okay. Someone once said- So, later writing of their first encounter- Someone once- No, 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 no. Later writing of their first encounter- Roosevelt said, as long as I live, I shall never forget how sweetly she looked and how prettily she greeted me. So he was really besotted by her. And no one cares what someone said. (laughs) He had proposed in June of 1879 and she'd waited eight months before accepting. Whoa. Power play. Wow. That's how they they used to do it. Left on red. I think it. there was something about uh, there was a whole different set of um, rules around it, social etiquette that. Yeah, you couldn't be you couldn't be too quick to say yes. That had to be the courting thing, yeah. and you had to. But but that sounds like it led to uh, guys thinking they had to keep asking, which oh. must have been annoying for the women. Who are like, no, this is I'm not I'm not I'm doing not a flirty game, game here. Yeah, yeah. I, this it's is a, a no. Dem- okay, got ya. Winky yeah. says no, I'll be no, back no, next week. No, no. <laughs> yeah, courtship. Yeah, as in I've caught you. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when when Alice became pregnant in the summer of 1883, the Roosevelts planned for a large family and bought land on um, for a large family home near the um, Roosevelt's summer home called Tranquility, which was in Oyster Bay in New York. So they're starting their family. They're excited. Um, on February 12th, 1884, Alice gave birth to their daughter, Alice Lee 
Roosevelt. Oh, this is who the report's about. Where are we just <laughs> getting to it? Oh, I'm I know. Sorry. It's been half an hour. Sorry, Bob. So that's why nobody cares what somebody said one time. <laughs> oh, do you want me to tell you what I they said? I don't. Okay. So, Teddy was in um, Albany on business and hadn't expected the baby to be born for another few days. In fact, he thought the baby would be coming on the 14th. Um, because that was like three years since they got engaged oh, or their, their, their engagement was announced. Thought- so, he was like, that's when the baby will come. I love- And that's how babies work. Someone whose yeah. life has gone pretty well, who's going, well, obviously, uh, on the th- I'll be able to guess when this happens because everything always goes as it's I want it to guess. go. It's not a guess. I'll yeah. be able to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, he was away on business. Um, he received a telegram the morning of the 13th because the baby was born like 8 o'clock at night or something. He gets a telegram the next morning saying- the baby's been born. And he's like, great, okay. I made arrangements to leave that afternoon to be with his wife. But another telegram came in informing him that his wife was quite ill. Oh. By the time he got home around midnight, she was in a semi-comatose state. Sadly, tragedy oh. struck the family two days after baby Alice's birth when Alice's mother died suddenly. Oh, that's Sunshine? Awful. Sunshine died. I feel bad about making, being mean to her now. Were you mean to her? I don't know. I just thought it was all a lie that she wasn't actually that nice. She, that yeah. she wrote her own bio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that so, is so brutal. So I know. He- well, it gets a bit worse, to be okay. honest. Oh. It was later discovered she had an undiagnosed kidney disease, and that very same day, Teddy's mother, Martha, also died. Oh, oh shit. So, he loses his mum and his wife in the same day, and they lived with his mum because she was widowed. They lived with her. And so thus she the had teddy typh- bear was born. And thus the teddy bear was born because mm. he needed comfort. Yeah. No, she had typhoid fever, and then his wife had Bright's disease. Like, it was a kidney disease. So, he's obviously- Typhoid Absolutely. fever, that's when you get really into typhoid, isn't it? Typhoid? Yeah. Man, I love typhoid. I got typhoid fever. <laughs> but it can be a bit much for some people. If they don't balance out the- Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have other stuff in your life too. So, he's gone from everything going right for him always to just uh, the opposite of yeah, that. Yeah. That's right. the thing. Even if you're super rich, you can still have hard times. That's wow. a good lesson. Yeah. That actually, yeah, that, that means a lot to me. That makes me feel a bit better. Thank you. <laughs> As a rich person. No, no, that rich people can suffer. Oh, okay. Can suffer. <laughs> it does make me feel pretty good, yeah. So, he's obviously absolutely distraught. Um, he was so distraught, in fact, he couldn't bear to speak of her. He never he spoke of his wife. Bear? He couldn't teddy bear to speak <laughs> of her. He almost never spoke of his wife again. He wouldn't um, allow her to be mentioned in his presence and he even omitted his name her name from his autobiography. Oh my god! Like he just really what buried an it. Interesting way to deal with it. Yeah, I that's know. bizarre. You got to process. Hey, hey, men out there, um, omitting your w- dead wife's name from your autobiography is not dealing with it. I will haunt the fuck out of Aiden mm. if he omits my name. Because I'm, if I, so my wife's writing an autobiography. I'm dead. I'm a ghost. I'm watching her ride over her shoulder. You're, you're, yeah, and bloody uh, probably critiquing. Yeah, no. probably critiquing it and be like, a few too many cliches <laughs> in there. Yeah. Um, what are you introducing in Act One that you're going to, you know, pay off in Act Three, sort of thing. But yeah. if I'm waiting for my name to come up, and yeah. if it's not coming up, I'm like, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me? Did I mean nothing to you? Yeah, that's bizarre. And I think, honestly, Marcel, because I know you and your wife, mm. I don't think you mean anything to her. Yeah. and that, uh, Just letting yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm, friend I, friend I, to friend. I, I, I got distracted for a second because I just came up with a great screenplay idea <laughs> called The Ghost Writer, and I'm, and I'm actually a ghost. It's like <laughs> you've got a double meaning. That's good stuff. Mm. That's good. And you could also- Get around on a motorcycle with a, a head on fire. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Do, you just think, as for, do you yeah. think Marvel would get upset? Why? I don't know. Wait, 
because I came up with an original idea. Yeah, they probably would because they've been hopeless lately. Mm. Um, all that he ever wrote about her was a, a little tribute that we, I have here. She was beautiful in face and form and lovelier still in spirit. As a flower she grew and as a fair, beautiful young flower she died. Her life had, had been always in the sunshine. There had never come to her a single sorrow and none ever knew her who did not love and revere for her bright, sunny temper and her saintly unselfishness. It sounds like she was actually quite nice. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't I'm, just I'm her coming around her own thing. I, I wish she was still around. I've never heard a temper described like that, like as a- a temper just feels like it is the neg- like the angry got a temper, but a sunny temper. Sunny temper. Is that like just a shortening of temperament or something? Yeah, yeah I guess that makes sense. Mm. And we've just over over the years, it's uh, evolved down to just being angry temperament. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. He goes on saying- Haggard's language. Language. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> oh, simply adore language. Language. That's, uh, you know, how asthmatics speak. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, pure and joyous as a maiden, loving, tender and happy. As a young wife, when she had just become a mother, when her life seemed to be just begun and when the years seemed so bright before her, then by a strange and terrible fate, death came to her. And when my heart's dearest died, the light went from my life forever. So, when did he didn't write about her in his book, but when did he write this? I I think that was sort of in a, it was like a diary entry they found. Right. Napkin. Yeah. And that's like Mm. really lovely. And he's obviously, he's obviously Mm. just- Ruined. Yeah, mm. he's just dealt with it in a in a heartbreaking way because yeah. it just sounds like he probably hasn't de- really dealt with it. Go to therapy, men. Yeah, and yeah, a different time. What, you mean all men? I'm saying any any future presidents listening. Are you here for big therapy? Yeah. You've you been bet. pushing this pretty hard, mate. Oh, I forgot <laughs> this is a big Scientology podcast. This is brought to you by big Scientology. It's Scientology anti-therapy. Yeah. Huh. Don't, don't be coy now. I, I know you've been talking to, to Tom. To, talking to Tom. <laughs> uh, we did an episode on Scientology a while ago. I don't remember that coming up, but I also don't remember much about it at all. Did I think you do I did one? it. Yeah. I don't remember it. Um, good app. Yeah. No, it was a good one. He he. Teddy couldn't even bear to mention his wife's name. And Hang he's, on. He's Teddy Bear. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I just wanted you to pause because Marcel yeah, was in. I'd done that one. Shut up. <laughs> I'd done that one already. you got a real uh, bear in your bonnet, don't you? <laughs> Obviously, his daughter, Alice, shares a name with her mother, so he wouldn't say his daughter's name. That is he- that- Hold on. Is this real? Yep. He called her Baby Lee instead of by her first name, and this actually continued her whole life. She was more often than not- prefer- um, She preferred to be called either Mrs. Lee, but not, not Alice. That's not She got called cool. Baby Lee, like- most of her youth. I'm, a, I'm, I'm expecting that's going to affect her in some way. I guess so. Mm. Uh, for this report, I'll call her Alice because um, I'm not going to talk about her mother again. But it's, it's already been confusing. Because you're, becomes- you're too upset. I'm, v- I'm very yeah. upset by yeah. the death of Sunshine. They do that a lot in the olden days, just go by middle names and other names. Yeah, I guess so. But also something you don't hear of as much, like, you, I mean, Teddy's like the, he's the uh, a junior. You hear of like- Boys being named after their fathers, but less and less about girls being named after their mothers. Mm. I think that's kind of nice. Um, anyway, so Teddy's a bit of a mess after the death of his wife, and he retreated from his life in New York and spent two years living on his ranch in North Dakota and left his infant daughter in the care of his sister, Anna, known as uh, Bamie or Bai. Again, they had like- 
Baby. I explain both of them here. Baby and Baby. Her Wikipedia page explains the nicknames. I actually, I like the reasoning behind one of them. Her childhood nickname was Baby, a derivative of like Bambina. It's probably Barmy, maybe. Baby, Barmy. Um, which is just Italian for baby girl. But as an adult, her family began calling her Bi because of her tremendous on-the-go energy because they'd be like, hi, Baby, bye, Baby. Oh, <laughs> so they just okay. called her Bi because oh. she's always on the go. I thought that's pretty funny. I mean, it'd be sad when sometimes you are arriving and they're like, bye. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I, oh. I you want to stay this time. But, uh, oh, oh yeah. no, I, I like set aside the whole day. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, though. Oh, no, like, I'm happy to I see the lunch has been prepared. I could Bye-bye. stay for the- oh, Okay. Bye, yep. Baby. All right. Bye, baby, bye. (laughs) (laughs) So, baby Alice is left in the care of her aunt who took a watchful eye over her niece, moving her into her book-filled Manhattan house. Um, Baby had a significant influence on young Alice, who would later speak of her very uh, affectionately. She said, if Auntie Bai had been a man, she would have been president. Oh, shit. She's a really really intelligent, um, very very cool lady, and she comes up a little bit throughout it as well. So, after- um, uh, Teddy spent a couple of years on the ranch. What do you think he's doing on this ranch? Just thinking, feeling, yeah, right. is this how Did he invent ranch dressing? Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, which that- is very popular over there, isn't it? Is that what this report's about? This is about ranch dressing. <laughs> That's what he did every morning. <laughs> he dressed the ranch. Dressed for the ranch. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. you got to dress for the ranch. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you, you want. want. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, it's- What's wrong with that? <laughs> No, it's, I think it's it's great. You know how you feel bad sometimes. Like I, I felt a bit bad when you said if she was a man, she would have been president. I'm like, mm. oh, it's so great those days are behind us. Yeah, as the as the resident feminist. Yeah, on the now podcast. we have, yeah, yeah we have women presidents all the time. All the now. time. And Constantly. It's, it's actually Almost getting a, too many. It's getting a bit yeah. boring. Yeah. Now, I think isn't we've it? overcorrected. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the men back in. Yeah. Okay. They're not as emotional because yeah. <laughs> anger's not an emotion. Um, so Teddy comes back to real life and he remarries. He marries a woman named Edith Kermit Caro. Oh, cool name. Wow. Incredible name. Kermit. They get married in 1886 and then Alice goes back to live with her father and her stepmother. I think she's only like two, two or three. It's mm. interesting that names that get. So popular like that, it just kills it as a, a name. Adolf, Kermit, Barbie. You just don't hear those names anymore. But yeah. they were just normal names at the no, time. Barbie yeah. was in a movie. Oh, the- Quite recently. Mm. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Barbie's still around. Bad yeah. example. Yeah. yeah. But Any other names? Um, Ken. Uh, <laughs> I reckon- Oppenheimer. You don't hear that one You don't hear often. that that much. Merv yeah. Hughes, I reckon maybe- Merv? Might have been the final Merv. Yeah, you don't meet like, many Mervins. He's yeah. too- he is Merv. Well, what do you mm. think of this, though? Because through this marriage, Alice had five half-siblings. So, we have Theodore III, Kermit, Ethel, oh, yeah, Archie, and Quentin. And thus Archie Comics was born. And thus Archie Comics wow. was born. And Kermit the Frog. And the Roosevelt's are a very, very influential family. Wow. <laughs> one of my favourite songs from last year was called Ethel, maybe, and that, that one. Wow. Yeah. You think it was named after her? Yeah. Ethel Roosevelt. Yeah, it could have mm. been. Could have been. Could have been. Prove that it wasn't. Yeah. Mm, I can't. I didn't listen to the lyrics. I'll, I'll come back and do a Patreon episode about Ethel, the song. Thank you. Mm. Unfortunately, the relationship between Alice and her stepmother was a bit of a tense one. Edith had known Alice's mother and made it clear that she regarded her predecessor as a beautiful but insipid childlike fool. Oh, sunshine. Edith once angrily told her that if Alice Hathaway Lee had lived, she would have bored Theodore to death. Oh. It, but he was, Whoa. like, obsessed with her. So happy to start a family with her. He was he loved her. I find it I find it so 
interesting. Like, it's such a wild thing to say about a woman whose nickname was Sunshine, but who's also dead and so is not is a threat to your marriage. This is the stepmother being mean to the previous mother. This has got yeah, a right? real Disney cartoon yeah, vibe about yeah, it, doesn't it? does a bit. The yeah. evil stepmother. Is Alice having to scrub the floors? Yeah. No, I mean, they're incredibly wealthy, so mm. Alice is fine. I'm pretty sure the uh, queens in uh, the Disney movies were pretty well off as well. Mm, oh, shit, exactly. good point. Yeah, mm. and the evil stepmothers and stuff. Yeah, they had Snow money. White and whatnot. Yeah. Wow. Heart in the Box. Heart in the Box. Which I guess is what the Nirvana song was about. Oh, yeah. Snow What's White. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't have time to go off on a tangent about- <laughs> Nirvana song? Snow, Snow White <laughs> was meant to be killed by the stepmother. Got the woodsman to do it, but uh, he faked her heart as a like an ox yeah, heart or something. Yeah, that's right. Mm. I, I think- I mean, I'm going off the Sean McAuliffe- version of it which i listened to recently what if we do a retelling about the family of oxes that was ruined <gasps> as yes. a result of this that's yeah. good that is good yeah i love that write that down okay and also how about uh snow white's stepmom not being able to tell the difference <laughs> between a huge beast's heart <laughs> yeah an ox would and be a dainty little princess's heart yeah an ox would be quite a lot bigger that probably wasn't an ox in fairness to her a sheep or something baby ox could have been baby, baby ox, ox yeah. just the right size. What, mm. what kind of animals uh, get around in fairy tale forests? Ox? Um, deer. 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 It was probably yeah. a deer. Probably mm. a deer. I think it might have been a deer. Anyway, so there was obviously continuing tension with her stepmother and prolonged separation and limited attention from her father. And this kind of created a young woman who was independent, outgoing, and very self confident. It's a, a Matilda type. A Matilda type. She's mm. just like, well, fuck you. Mm. And I think, like, uh, she was definitely influenced by her aunt as well, who was this very, like, I think her aunt did get married, but at, like, 40, you know, mm. like, she she just kind of lived this great life, was was a lifelong uh, counsel to Theodore. Like, every right. decision he made, he went to his sister to talk it out and stuff. Like, a very intelligent woman, very independent. I hope someone let her know that the clock is ticking. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a few of these people in this story, I did notice that they were having kids- quite late, like into late 30s and in their 40s. You can I think, do that if you're rich. Yeah. Yeah, and I was sort of like, that's interesting that it sort of felt like back then, I don't know, even my grandparents had kids really young and stuff, so. Yeah, if you're wealthy enough, you can pay off the sperm. They mm. get lazier as they get older, <laughs> but right. if you just pay them off, they'll keep swimming pretty fast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, wow, that's really interesting. I guess I didn't know that because I'm middle class. <laughs> yeah, and you get free-range eggs as well. You know, so that that will help if you can um, upgrade from caged eggs. The mum, right. if they get them free, grain range, fed, grain fed eggs. You know, maybe thousand five hundred per hectare. Yeah, something like that. You're gonna have a much better chance. They got more space to roam. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. That's nice. So as la- as Alice later became more independent and came into conflict with her father and stepmother, Aunt By provided needed structure and stability. Later in life, she said of her aunt, there's always someone in every family who keeps it together. In ours, it was Auntie Bai. So, Auntie Bai is a really important character and really important person in this family. I like her, but I don't- the name doesn't work. Auntie Bai? Bai. Mm. It doesn't- it's, it's- I don't know why, but it's not working as a name. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to ask her to change it. <laughs> what do you want to refer to her as through the report? Uh, can we call her like- we just need. Can we convert it into a name that her sounds like Anna? Her name's Anna. Do you want to just call her Anna? No. Okay. Um, yeah, Anna sounds good. All right, we'll call mm. her Anna if I remember. But if you can, uh, can let let me know that she's the one who's <laughs> previously known as. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you can let me know. Because yeah. no otherwise, I'll find it very confusing. Just like when people mention X, formerly known as Twitter, you're that's like, right. All yeah. the time. Like, yeah, okay, which is yeah. really cool and like yeah. rolls off the tongue. Yeah. 
1898, when her father Theodore was elected to governor of New York, he and his wife Edith suggested that perhaps Alice should be sent to a conservative school for girls in New York City. In response, Alice wrote, If you send me, I will humiliate you. I will do something that will shame you. I tell you I will. They did not send her to that That school. That is amazing. That's cool. She absolutely rules. She knows exactly where the power lies and her power is. She's like, you send me to that school. Shaming the family name. I'm going to humiliate the fuck out of you. Wow. Go for it. Send me. But I'll I'll make it hell. And so they're like, no, all right, you don't have to go to that school. How old Dallas at the moment? Um, that was eighteen ninety eight, and she was born in I don't remember. She's okay. like teen, maybe. Okay, yeah. That just to put into context, we're now into the VFL era. That started in eighteen. Yeah, great. Okay, because I'm sort of conco- concocting like a award winning Broadway musical. Sure. In my head throughout this report, so I just sort of plotting out the thing. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Ask any questions. Can't guarantee I'll answer them. Um, so, yeah, they didn't send her to the school. I think she went and stayed with her aunt for a bit. That's sort of what they did every time she got a bit much for them. They just sent her off to stay with her aunt for a while and she kind of straightened her out a little bit or reined her in. Okay, bit much, big musical number, probably about 30 minutes into the show. Perfect, mm-hmm. yeah, love that. So- Like I mentioned at the very beginning, Teddy was the vice president to William McKinley, um, starting that job in like 1901, early 1901. And uh, William McKinley visited and made a speech at the Pan American Exposition in Buffalo in the Temple of Music. It was this big, large auditorium. There was this big sort of world fair going on um, and there was going to be this big public reception. And um, his personal security, George B. Cortelieu, was very concerned for the president's safety. And he, he tried twice to remove this sort of public uh, appearance from the program. He's like, I don't think this is a good idea. McKinley, every time, just kept putting it back on the schedule. He was like, I like, I want to support the fair. He enjoyed meeting people. He wasn't afraid of potential assassins. Mm, he should have watched the Stephen Sondheim musical Assassins and he would have seen this coming. And when did that musical come out? <laughs> I don't know, the 80s. Yeah, okay, it's a bit- <laughs> 1880s? Because that would have been great. Yeah, that would have been convenient for him. Um, When Cordell asked McKinley a final time to remove the event from the schedule, the president responded, why should I? No one would wish to hurt me. Do you see where I'm going with this? Mm. Unable to persuade the president to alter his schedule, Cordell telegraphed the authorities in Buffalo, asking them to arrange for extra security. So it comes around to the this uh, gathering at the um, Temple of Music and a man in the crowd named Leon Chogos um, concealed his gun in a handkerchief and when he reached the head of the line, shot McKinley twice in the abdomen at close range. I thought this was report was about Alice. I was waiting for Alice to come through and save the day. I'm, I'm, I'm weaving stories. Mm, that's good. You've done very well. What? No middle name? That's weird for an assassin. Hmm. Leon. But his name is CZ... I was about to say zero. <laughs> <laughs> C-Z-O-L-G-O-S-Z. Hmm. Chogos, I think. Uh, McKinley was taken to um, the exposition aid station where a doctor was unable to locate the second bullet. And funnily enough, a primitive x-ray machine was being exhibited at at this world fair. Oh, that's cool. But it was not used. No. Um, He was taken to the home of a guy named John Milburn. He was the president of the exposition company. And in the days after the shooting, McKinley appeared to improve and doctors 
issued increasingly optimistic bulletins. Member of the Cabinet who had rushed to Buffalo on hearing the news, they dispersed. They're like, oh, he's fine. Vice President Roosevelt, he was like, cool, I'll go on my camping trip as planned. And then on the morning of September 13, McKinley's condition deteriorated. Specialists were summoned. Although at first some doctors hoped that McKinley might survive with a with a weakened heart, by afternoon they knew the case was hopeless. Unknown to the doctors at the time, gangrene was growing on the walls of McKinley's stomach and slowly poisoning his blood. Oh, oh no. It was like an awful, like, slow death. So, yeah, unfortunately he did die um, on September 14 at, like, 2 in the morning and Theodore Roosevelt rushed back to Buffalo and took the oath of office as president. Did he still enjoy his camping trip? Well, it was cut short, which sucks. Uh, it was only a couple of days. That's rough. Did he become president and head back to camp? Yeah, he was like, am I good to- Now I'm president. I've I'm, done the oath. I'm on holidays. Can I skedaddle? So, yeah, I've talked very briefly about a completely different person, um, but I just think it's interesting in the context of what's going on. So, very suddenly, after only about six months in the vice presidency, Teddy Roosevelt is now president of the United States. It's amazing how the many top top presidents top have been murdered in America. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of them, isn't it? Stephen Sondheim should do a musical about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. Now we're talking. <laughs> so, yeah, Teddy's president and his 17-year-old daughter Alice is suddenly thrust into the spotlight as well. She became a celebrity and fashion icon at the age of 17 and uh, at her social debut in 1902, she wore a gown of what became known as Alice Blue. She had oh. a colour that was associated with her, um, sparking a colour trend in women's clothing and a popular song, Alice Blue Gown. <laughs> I never heard it. <laughs> no. It be that popular. Um, Who, who's Gown? <laughs> like, Gown was a person that she blew. <laughs> Bit of fun. <laughs> Bit of fun. Bit of fun. Bit of fun. About a legendary woman, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> According to Britannica, headstrong and rebellious and with a pronounced taste for the society of aristocrats and the gilded aged wealthy, she was a favourite topic for the press, which slavishly recorded the comings and goings and her defiance of conventions. So the press just loved her. She was fun to talk about because she didn't just, uh, like, go with with what was expected. I'm trying to get a she sense of her trends. personality. Like, is she... You know, is she rebellious? Is she does she do what she wants to do, or is she someone who you know? It's, is she fit in this mold? She is. She is known for her really biting sense of humor. Oh, she calls it like it is, and it seems a lot like she gives zero fucks. Yeah, right. Um, like a Joan Rivers type. Yeah, kind mm. of. Yeah. So, Jess, do you remember the uh, Lake George monster episode? Yeah, very well. Because um, in that we talked about one of the characters who was involved uh, had this uh, this sort of blog, uh, not a blog. It was like a newspaper article oh, yeah. column, and he was called the uh, I forget what it's called, but he got sued by Roosevelt because of what he wrote about her. Ah. And I just I'm like that was Alice. We've spoken about Alice before. Saunterings is what it was called, and he was called the Saunterer. Oh yeah! And he said, uh, when when she was twenty, he'd written a thing saying, uh, accusing her of wearing costly lingerie, indulging in fancy dresses for the edification of men, and indulging freely in stimulants. And um, yeah, there you go. The shared do go on universe. Yeah, mm. and that's probably where some people then thought to suggest her as a topic. Maybe yeah, right. Yeah. So from all that's interesting. Um, they wrote, she both ignored and was irritated by the media's attention and her cool attitude only caused much of the public to fall in love with her more. She's become one of the most regarded women in the world, the Tribune wrote, of the now 17-year-old. So she's 
a teenager still. It's a lot of pressure. And they Child just star. love her. She was um, consequently nicknamed Princess Alice and began making headlines left and right. Every time she was spotted out with a man, people speculated she'd marry him. And whether in the world of dating or otherwise, all her fearless and audacious exploits were eagerly documented by the media. Imagine that, mm. like knowing that every time you were seen in public with a male mm. that- the rumours would start, like your- Like Taylor Swift. You go out and you get the mail from the postman, like, ooh. Ooh. Wedding bells. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking a big maybe showstopper before the interval for this one, which is like really becoming a star. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. Is the postman involved? There's no postman. Okay. Only post women. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good great. stuff. That's beautiful. The papers were there when she became the first woman to drive the 45 miles in a car from Newport to Boston. They saw her as she raced said car up and down the streets of Washington, smoked publicly and often on the roof of the White House. She chewed that's gum. Cool. She played poker. She wore pants. Holy she shit. She partied all night with the Vanderbilts and slept till noon. So wow. she just like- she just oh, she was an early riser. She just lived a good- <laughs> A good life. Yeah, right. And just- The end. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's just so interesting. She was known to keep these three things with her in her purse at all times. Oh, can we guess? Yes. Lipstick? Nah. Mm. You said gum? She probably kept a pack of gum. Uh, yeah. a, a magnum, a gun. Not, not the condom, you guys. Yeah, I was going to say dingers. Head, head, head out of the gutter. Yeah, maybe just normal-sized dingers. Mm. You're saying gun? Yeah, like a little a little gun. Like You're an on assassin. the right kind of path. <gasps> bow and arrow. Not a bow and arrow. Oh, a little Flame slingshot shot. like Bart Simpson. A little, not a slingshot. She's not Bart Simpson. <laughs> Knife. Oh, a little, like Close, a little dart. Like a little air, air dart. A da- <laughs> dagger. A dagger. <laughs> a dagger is one of them. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, are they all like Cluedo weapons? No. Did we say, cig- did we, did we say cigarettes yet? You'll never get the rest. Oh, come on. I keep guessing then. A little, uh, perhaps- uh- Libra Fleur tampons? <laughs> <laughs> Libra flow tampon. No. Okay, so she got a dagger, so you want to clean up after herself as well. Maybe some tissues. No. Nah. Um, clean up after herself? Like after you stab someone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You clean it up. <laughs> like, what kind of mess is she making? <laughs> all right, Jess. Okay, all right, Jess. A copy of the Constitution. Oh, oh, like a little one. And her pet snake, whose name was Emily Spinach. Do you say this was in the purse? In her purse. Must have been a big purse. Or a small snake. Not, Emily not, not Spinach. Emily Spinach was the name of the- Does Emily Spinach get a song in the musical? Well, your, it's your, your musical. Your musical, you tell us, I mate. Reckon, I reckon that'll puppet. It'd be puppet. I agree, mm, yes. Puppet. Yeah, come out of the purse and, and Emily Spinach. And just a spotlight on the yeah. s- snake while it sings. Yeah. A lot of S's in the song for comic yes, effect. Yeah, that's good stuff. Mm. And her name's Spinach, so mm. that's that'll be fun with a yeah. bit of a lisp too, yeah. So, yeah, she always had a dagger, constitution, and her snake. Constitution, um, I picture to be big. I think you can get small ones. Like oh, yeah, pocket, pocket it, constitution. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like small t- small font. Not yeah. all of us right. need fucking size 25, mate. Mm. Okay. Well, <laughs> some of us do, though, and I think it's rude that you shove that in my face. Well, it's rude that she should carry something that she can read. Honestly, ironically, that is how I have to read uh, having things shoved in my face. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see that. Bring it closer. While she might have been a bit annoyed by the media attention, she also kind of thrived in it, a trait she says she got from her father. She later said of her own father, he wants to be the bride at every wedding, the corpse at every funeral, and the baby at every christening. <laughs> got oh, man. <laughs> He's got some uh, some dreams that are pretty going to be pretty hard to uh, achieve. He can definitely be a corpse at a funeral. <laughs> yes. I think that's his most achievable one. 
and bride at a wedding. Bride is possible. Very possible. Here's that but guy. Baby, man. Baby at the christening. Come on. Put on a nappy and dunk me in some water. I'm <laughs> the baby at the christening. Okay, no, you're right. He could do all those. You know, like baby is really a state of mind. Or True. like, you know, a lot of couples might call each other baby. You yeah. know, you'd be somebody's baby. Well, True. you have the aura of a big baby. Mm. Aura? <laughs> I am a big baby. <laughs> I just like the idea of Teddy at these events just nudging the person next to him in the audience being like, I'll get it done that. Mm. I'd be a I'd be better corpse than that person. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's absolutely he's phoning this in. <laughs> I did a really good job. So yeah, she was she was also known for breaking social norms of the time, as we've already kind of touched on. She yeah, was against and- marriage, mm. apparently. She distrusted men. She was headstrong and she regarded herself as a solitary woman in her own right. And her strong personality and the, sh- the the then shocking single woman lifestyle became great fodder for gossip and high society magazines. Just the fact that she was happily single, they were like, oh, scandalous. <laughs> Teddy himself was somewhat ashamed of his daughter's behaviour and the two were at constant odds with each other about the trajectory of her life as she had quickly become the antithesis of what a young woman of her time was supposed to be. But the press loved her, as did the general public. The New York Herald printed a running score of her social life over the course of one 15-month period, which included 407 dinners, 350 balls, 300 parties, 680 teas, like, I guess, like I'll, a tea party? I, I hope they didn't have any extra ex- explanation. The balls was just she went to a ball pit one time. <laughs> yeah, and they counted. <laughs> yeah. That's 125 balls right there. Um, and 1,700 social calls. So Over she, what length of time? 15 months. Yeah, right. So, she's making multiple social calls a day. There's got to be some double up with these dinners and balls. I think the dinners are unfair. Yeah. yeah you, everyone's got to eat. Yeah. yeah, so what's the difference between just, like, having dinner at home versus going out? Or mm. We don't know. It could have been TV dinners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It could have been microwave. Then that's probably not enough dinners, is it? <laughs> yeah. It's concerned. They're actually concerned about her yeah. well-being. Is that too many dinners? Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, growing, getting bigger, it all means the same thing. Squarespace (laughs) makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And if you're worried about like, well, I don't know how to write stuff for a website and make myself look good, well, you can get help with the written content for your website with Squarespace AI. You can generate instant personalized results that highlight your brand identity you can explain what your site's about choose your tone enter what you need and bang you got some short and long form text baby so squarespace ai makes it easy to go live stand out and succeed online i'm so glad you had that bit because i thought it was pronounced squarespace ai (laughs) (laughs) anyway sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses or sell files your customers can download. I don't know if I'm hitting all these words as <laughs> intended, like PDFs, music, or ebooks. I would love to buy Matt's ebook. 
I'd like to buy Matt's course, and you you can do that. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Be more like Matt. Oh, one hundred and one. Wow. Yeah. How many? One, does it go to one hundred and two? It goes all the way to one hundred and two. <laughs> you can customize everything with next generation editing technology. You can create engaging lessons your audience will love, and then set the price. You can charge a one time fee or sell subscriptions. Matt, how much is it to be more like Matt one hundred and one? Oh, three mil. Wow. Wow. Like per month or? Yeah, USD. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash do go on. <laughs> this is one of my favourite stories about her though and probably one of the... Um, one of the reasons that people suggest her is this story. Once a White House visitor commented on Alice's frequent interruptions of the president's office, often to offer political advice. She would just burst into her dad's office all the time. The exhausted president commented to his friend, author Owen Wister, after she interrupted their conversation for the third time and he threatened to throw her out a window. Whoa. <laughs> he said, I can either run the country or I can attend to Alice, but I cannot possibly do both. <laughs> okay, I'm scrapping the musical. It's now a sitcom, okay, is what it is. It's going to be a fun She's, she's Kramer bursting into yeah. the to the president's office and her dad's like, I can't. And the audience like, Woo! I can't run the country mm. and answer Alice's questions, okay? Mm. I can't do both. I think that's so funny. Just like the blatant disrespect for the role of the president to just like burst in and be like, hey, dad. Where's the big red button that shushes my daughter? I think it's mm. so funny. <laughs> In 1905, at about 21 years old, she led an American delegation on a tour of Japan, Hawaii, China, the Philippines, and Korea. The tour consisted of the then Secretary of War, William Howard Taft. Mm, Taft. 23 congressmen, seven senators, some diplomats and officials. After returning to Washington from her travels, Alice became engaged to Nicholas Longworth III, a Republican member of the House of Representatives. The two had known each other for a long time, moving in the same social circles for years, but their romantic relationship blossomed on the tour, and he too was from a very prominent and wealthy family from Ohio. He was 14 years her senior and had previously had a reputation as a bit of a playboy. Mm, Longworth. (laughs) (laughs) Does he live up to the name? (laughs) Their wedding took place in February of 1906 and was the social event of the season. It was attended by more than a 1,000 guests, with many thousands gathered outside hoping for a glimpse of the bride. She was like... She was like royalty. Mm. Another great anecdote about her is that when cutting the wedding cake, the knife wasn't quite doing the job, so she grabbed a sword <laughs> and cut the cake with that. She had a dagger right in her bag. <laughs> and, she wore, and she wore a blue dress too, which oh, is kind of fun. was it Alice Blue? Alice Blue, I would assume, yeah. I bet she did later that night, but- um, <laughs> The the idea of <laughs> the idea of um, Alice Blue Longworth. <laughs> the idea of um, people just dying to get a glimpse I know. of a bride is so funny. Like just like literally just the flash of a. I saw a dress. I think I saw. I think I saw the. Yeah. The bride. There was less on back in the day. You know. That yes. Would, that would be the true. highlight of your. Life. Whereas now I'd be like, Meh, there's Netflix at home. Yeah, exactly. Would it have been a faux pas then that day to wear blue? Wear blue. Probably, yeah. Wearing white would have been fine. Yeah, but how do you know? So mm. you, one of the thousand guests that attends the wedding and turns up in Alice Blue. Yeah. You're thinking it's a beautiful tribute. She'll probably yeah, exactly. wear white. She'll be thrilled to see me in Alice Blue. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mm. I'm wearing the exact same dress. <laughs> I knew I should have gone to that wedding dress shop. 
and then dyed it blue. <laughs> that and this is all Teddy saying this because <laughs> he, he, he wants to be the He's one like, on stage. Oh, He's like, oh, this saying. is oh, how embarrassing. Yeah, he wants to be the bride at every wedding. <laughs> this is his chance. So they this they had a bit of a party lifestyle. I mean, he was a, he was a Washington playboy, mm-hmm. and their their lifestyle their party lifestyle continued for quite a while once they were married. And Alice didn't really take the then traditional submissive role of a wife. In fact, they often stood on opposite sides in political campaigns. Oh, gosh. William Taft won the presidency in 1909, and Teddy Roosevelt sought to be re-elected in uh, the 1912 election, and Alice publicly supported her father's presidency campaign, while her husband stayed loyal to his mentor, President William Taft, and was running for re-election on the Republican ticket as well. And at the, so, he Nicholas Longworth, he narrowly lost his seat um, that year to a Democratic challenger. And this is from Wikipedia as well. It says, During the election cycle, Alice appeared on stage with her father's vice presidential candidate, Hiram Johnson, in Longworth's own district. Longworth lost by about 105 votes and she joked that she was worth at least 100, <laughs> kind of saying that, like, she was the reason he lost. Yeah, that's wild. However, Nicholas Longworth was elected, elected again in 1914 and stayed in the House um, for the rest of his life. Alice's campaign against her husband caused a permanent chill in their marriage. So that's what I mean. Like, she kind of calls it like it is. She doesn't stay loyal to people just for the sake of it. She sort of she sides with who she actually agrees with. Political. It's very interesting and like kind of like it's it's tricky and risky. During their marriage as well, Alice had numerous affairs. Um, it was general knowledge in DC that she had a long ongoing affair with Senator William Borer, and it's commonly believed that Alice's only child, a daughter named Paulina, born in 1925, was the child of Borer. Also from Wiki, it says Alice was renowned for her brilliantly malicious humor, and even in this sensitive situation, since she had originally wanted to name her daughter. Deborah, as in Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a great start for your child, isn't yeah. it? Being named as a sort of a a slight dark against joke. your husband. Yep. Their dad, I guess. Was that he was was he her dad? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Deborah. Deborah. Yeah, probably the right decision not to go with that. Yeah. Go Paulina, that's nice. <laughs> so with her father no longer. Paul's the- a beautiful name for a boy. And it's like how could you make it even more beautiful? <laughs> Pauline. Don't you think Paulina is such a beautiful I have name? A, I have an aunt. Because I think Paul is such a handsome name. Mm. I have an aunt, Pauline, who we just call Paul. Really? So, my entire life, That's I've a, thought yep. of Paul as a as a very gender neutral name. My best friend's it- name is Paul. My dad's Male, name female. is Paul. He's a boy. Okay. My dad's name is Paul, but yeah, to me it is- He dated a Paula for a while, which is- Oh, Paula. Paul and Paula. Oh, you can't do that. No, well, my uncle Michael married a Michelle. I think Michelle, because it's it's a different sound. That yeah, but it's- softens a little bit. It's it a bit too weird. similar, isn't it? Paul and Paula would never have worked. No. What were they thinking? But I remember being in, in like the first year of- primary school and talking about my auntie Paul and my teacher being very confused. <laughs> I so think the really? rule is if you're being uh, intimate with someone that has a similar name to you and you were to say it out loud in the boudoir, would it sound like you were talking about right. yourself? Yeah. And like- That's I, hot. There could be a male <laughs> a male Jess. Yeah. It would never work. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Matina. Oh, I don't mind it. Tina. <laughs> Tina. Well, that's taken a lot of the similar <laughs> part away. Isn't that the idea? Or do you want to no, yell no, Matina at Climax? Matilda. You've, ne- you've mentioned a couple of uh, Roald Dahl stories today. Mm. You in a, in, are you in your Dahl era? 
Yeah, I loved loved Dahl. I lo- I grew up. Matilda was my most. I had it on video. It was my sick day video. Love oh, Matilda. If you like, if you watched one. the new one, I didn't care for the. I loved the musical. I didn't care for care for the Netflix adaptation of it. Right. They, they brought out a lot of the um the magic. Oh, like literal magic. L- li- both the literal magic and just like the magic of the musical was lost. Like for right. example, the song um, "When I Grow Up," Miss Honey's supposed to sing it in the musical and it has a whole other le- level to it and in the movie adaptation they, they dropped it ah. and it was lost it's disappointing mm, there's my sincere answer thank you for your sincere answer well, now I'd drop the sincerity sincere from here mm. thanks <laughs> back to fun if that's not too much to ask <laughs> bloody hell <laughs> So, with her father no longer the president, another fun anecdote that gets shared about her a fair bit is um, that when the Roosevelts moved out of the White House, Alice buried a voodoo doll of the new first lady, Nellie Taft, in the front yard. Yeah, right. Man, I love the name Taft. Speaking of first lady, we've dropped the stepmom from this story. What's she oh, doing? Yeah, she's still around. She's still being mean and stuff? Uh, no, not really. Well, it's funny because later in her life, and I think I talk about it a bit later, but- she, she, Alice talks quite fondly of her stepmother later in life. So I think maybe they, oh, that's good. They kind of started to get along, or just you know, in a bit of hindsight, Alice. Great was, resolution for Act Three. Yeah, it's this, not too bad. Mm. But yeah, so so yes, Edith, I think is still the first lady. Did she? I didn't. Yeah, I don't think she died at any stage. Anyway, but um, she's still she's around. still alive. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that she had a, a that was Kermit, right? Kermit, yeah. yeah. She had a voodoo doll of. William Taft's wife and That's- buried it in the front yard. That's pretty funny. <laughs> and what is what the hope? Because the voodoo doll, it, what you do to it happens to them. So her she burying she it buried. Is, yeah, yeah I don't is know. that the idea? Well, this is believed to be why Alice was banned from the White House the first time. Um, the second time she was banned from the White House was when the next president after Taft, Woodrow Wilson, um, oh, Woodrow. took over the residence. Woodrow. This time she was banned for consistently making jokes at the president's ex- <laughs> expense. She just kept making like inappropriate comments about him. They're like, just ban her, would you? <laughs> yeah, I right. just think to it's be so funny. From the White House. Twice mm. she was banned from the White House. Do you have any idea of the kinds of things she was saying? I, in one, it was like she was making jokes at his expense and others it was like she was making bawdy jokes or like they were a bit inappropriate. You got but- Wood, you got Willie. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, mm. put two and two together. Yeah. But no, I don't have uh, verbatim what she was okay. saying. Um, so, in her sort of later life, Alice's husband, Nicholas, died unexpectedly from pneumonia in uh, April of 1931. Longworth. Longworth. Yeah, he mm-hmm. died. Um, and, and they're, they're, well, her, Alice's daughter was only born in 25. So, um, uh, he, he died a few years later and, and Alice never remarried. This was also during the Great Depression when she, like many other Americans, found her fortunes reversed and she appeared in tobacco ads to earn some money and she also published an autobiography called Crowded Hours. Um, it sold really well. It received rave reviews. Time praised its uh, insouciant vitality. Oh, insouciant. my favourite kind of vitality. How good is that? Insouciant. Insouciant. No one has that anymore. I agree. I had to look it up. Mm. Yeah, well, for For anybody else who didn't know what that means, it's it's like a casual lack of concern. Yeah, that's Mm. right. Insouciant. Oh, maybe you are sort of insouciant now that I think of it. Yeah, I'm I'm so insouciant. You really (laughs) lack concern, Mm. but in a very casual way. Oh, yeah. It's very cool. (laughs) 
It's interesting because it really does seem, like we were saying before, the relationship between Alice and her stepmother wasn't a pleasant one, but later in life Alice wrote quite fondly of her stepmother, even expressing admiration for her sense of humour and saying they had similar taste in books. In her autobiography, Crowded Hours, Alice wrote of Edith Caro, that I was a child of another marriage was a simple fact and made a situation that had to be coped with, and mother coped with it with a fairness and charm and intelligence which she has to a greater degree than almost anyone else I know. Oh, and the ghost of Edith is watching her type this <laughs> yeah, and she's on. like, oh, yeah. wow, she called me mother. Yeah. She called me mother. She and then called she, me mother. And then, and then her ghost fades away yeah. into nothing because that was her unfinished business. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, yeah, it seems like in her, in her later years at least, Alice kind of, I don't know, was on good terms or understood. Chilled out. Yeah, understood where that that sort of tension would have come from from Edith's perspective. I still find it strange to be jealous of a dead spouse, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's a her problem. Yeah. Mm. Her later life was no surprise, a busy and active one. Throughout her entire life, Teddy Roosevelt had turned to his sister, Bamie. Sorry. uh, um, No, Bamie's all right. Bamie's okay. Bye. All right, mm. we'll keep Bamie. Actually, if you could change Bamie to barn me um, <laughs> as okay. we are come up to sort of lunchtime. <laughs> yep, all right. So, Teddy had turned to his sister barn me for advice on basically everything, like I was saying before, summed up by Wikipedia. In fact, it was said by their niece, Eleanor, that uh, TR, so Teddy, made few important significant political decisions and even fewer personal decisions without getting the input of his sister. She remained a trusted confidant for his entire career. As president he would walk down to her residence at 18th and, and 1st in Washington so often that Bamie's house, Barnby's house, was sometimes called the other White House. Yeah, right. As she became more infirm, TR turned more and more to his daughter Alice for advice and to act as a go-between in delicate political situations. So she mm. actually became like quite an important person in her father's- The women behind the men. Yeah. Is infirm, what does that mean? It's like losing a six-pack? Yeah. Right. She became more infirm. More so she infirm. actually gained she had an eight pack and he was like, wow. I can't I can't deal with this. That's really sick. It's like I can't talk to you without looking at the eight pack. It's too distracting. <laughs> I'll just go ask Alice. Don't is worry she about it. she the one who uh, is Barn Me the one who um uh was said would have been president if yeah. she was a man? Yeah. yeah. And it sounds like she kind of was president yeah. almost. And he's like, going, wait, what should I do she was next? A, she was a very trusted <laughs> wait, advisor, yeah. I got a meeting with the Chinese guy. <laughs> I think he's the president. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they call him over there. <laughs> Quick, I need answers. <laughs> he's just panicking nonstop. And luckily, Barn Mee's just down the road at the second White House. <laughs> and she was his older sister as well. So it's kind of it, it's kind of cute that he's like, I have to go ask my big sister. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. So he, as. Um, as Barnby became older and, and sicker, he would turn to Alice instead. And throughout oh, Alice's rude. life, she <laughs> she was a very active member in political society and she called it like it was. She wasn't afraid to oppose her own family. When Franklin D. Roosevelt ran for president in 1932, Alice publicly opposed his candidacy. Oh. Writing in the Ladies' Home Journal in October of 32, she said of FDR, politically, his branch of the family and ours have always been in different camps. And the same surname is about all we have in common. I'm a Republican and I'm going to vote for Hoover. If I were not a Republican, I would still vote for Mr. Hoover this time. So she's just, yeah, she doesn't give a shit that they happen to be distantly related. She's like, nah, fuck him. He was like, isn't he seen as one of the greats, FDR? I don't don't know. I don't know enough about the presidents. It's usually about like wartime presidents. They get get more credit. Yeah. But um, could you see FDR in a musical? 
Yeah. I, probably- he's in Annie. He's in Annie. So <laughs> there's a little joke there for the Annie heads out there. He, uh, he, hang- he hangs out with uh, Daddy Warbucks. For the Annie heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's not in the same scene as the wet dog, but it's the same <laughs> same film. And I think that's- uh, Why do I smell wet dog? <laughs> and Daddy Warbucks says that, right? Yeah. And is the dog FDR? The dog is FDR. <laughs> oh, that is rude. Yeah. That is rude to say to a president. No, but uh, FDR sings tomorrow, I think, with Annie and that. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably weird. I don't know. Is that weird? It does feel weird. Yeah. I don't know of any other presidents being that in musicals. That are in a fictional musical. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to the real musicals. Life. Oh, wait. Is Annie a real <laughs> story? Is Annie based No, but you can make it to song at any time, yeah. making yeah. life a musical. Uh, Have you ever yes. thought about that? Well, yeah, I think it happened once in Sunnyvale, uh, which is where uh, a friend of mine, Buffy, lives. Mm. And a demon arrived there one day and put a weird curse on the town where you would break in a song and if you did it too much, you would explode. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so that can happen, yeah. Wow. God, it makes you think. It does. Good app. <laughs> anyway, so Alice remained very active in politics. She served on the National Board of Directors of America First, which is a committee dedicated to keeping the US neutral during World War Two. How old is she at the moment? Uh, she's- We're getting up there now. Yeah, right. Sorry, I keep asking you no, sticky no, no. questions. I just don't have the date there for that one. Because, you know, the, if- this wasn't Jess's edited version. She'd have all these answers. Yeah. But she's chopped yeah. out all- Every question you're asking is about some bullshit that doesn't matter that she's edited out. So, maybe just think more about the questions I'm you're trying, asking. I'm trying to get an image in my brain. I think she's getting fairly mm-hmm. old. Mm-hmm. She was friendly with the Kennedys, uh, Nixon, and the Johnsons. Later, Alice Roosevelt Longworth stayed active in causes important to American women- calling Gloria Steinman one of my heroes and saying, when asked her opinion of the sexual revolution, that she'd always lived by the old adage of fill what's empty, empty what's full, and scratch where it itches. <laughs> Bumper sticker worthy. Fill what's empty. That Hello. Is, oh I've my never goodness heard gracious. it put in such sexy terms. <laughs> empty what's full, <laughs> scratch where it itches. <laughs> I've always lived by that. What does that mean? Okay, fill what's empty. Okay, we can we can sort of figure figure out that yeah. one. Yeah, empty, empty what's, what's full. Same, I think. Balls. Oh, okay. That's so it. you're just going in context of, context of sex. Wait, no. <laughs> I meant like like bowling balls. No, no like oh. throw, like you throw a ball. Yeah. ball. Empty yeah. the ball. When empty it's the full. balls when it's full. That's when it's time to say good night, everybody. <laughs> This is full. This is full. <laughs> and then after everyone exits, you go, oh, that oh. feels good. And then you go, bring him back in. We're going to fill what's empty. <laughs> and you know what? My arm is itching yeah. and I'm going to scratch it. And I respect the hell out of that. So I mentioned her daughter, Paulina. Um, she grew up. She married Alexander McCormick Sturm. And they had a daughter named Joanna in 1946. Sadly, Alexander died in 1951 and Paulina herself died in 1957. Alice, who was 73 at the time, fought for and won the custody of her granddaughter, whom she then raised. So in and her she 70s- she never mentioned Joanna's name again. <laughs> 
so yeah, she in her seventies then raised her very young um, granddaughter as well. Yeah, right. In contrast to Alice's relationship with her daughter, she doted on her granddaughter, and the two were very, very close. But it sort of came at a rough time for Alice. The year before, in '56, she'd been diagnosed with breast cancer and successfully underwent a mastectomy. And then in 1970, cancer was found in the other breast, and she once again underwent a second mastectomy. And despite these health issues, like she's she's in her 70s at this point, which back then was old. Mm. Um, it still is. Still is. No, it's not. <laughs> You're saying that as a 700-year-old. So yeah, it doesn't- <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I think I can say that. These 70-year-olds, they're babies. <laughs> yeah, 10% of me. <laughs> so, despite the health issues, she did. She lived for another 10 years and eight days after her 96th birthday and over after over a decade of health issues, she died in her home in February of 1980. She lived to 96. That is what they call a good innings. That's what was St. Kilda innings. doing that year? Mm. What year? 1980. 80. 80. Well, yeah, we were uh, beginning one of the worst decades of of any sporting club's history, I reckon. Do you think it's connected? I think so. It was a decade of mourning. Mm. Out of respect. Out of respect. That's right. Mm. So, yeah, she's Alice is remembered as a trailblazer and a woman who didn't bend to social norms. She had refused to ever meet Jimmy Carter. Um, He was the last last president- um, in her lifetime, she just thought he lacked social grace. Oh. And upon her death, President Carter's official statement said she had style, she had grace, and she- She was there. <laughs> <laughs> she had style, she had flair, she was there. That's how she became Alice. She had a sense of humour that kept generations of political newcomers to Washington wondering which was worse, to be skewered by her wit or to be ignored by it. Jeez, that's classy from Jimmy Carter. Do I thought he was a good guy, wasn't he? Isn't he one of the good guys? No, no, I'm saying it was yeah. classy. She ignored him. She mm. wouldn't even meet him and he still put out this Would you nice care message. that much that, like, a 90-year-old woman doesn't want to meet you? No, and he wouldn't have written- <laughs> Like, all right, whatever. He, he almost probably he never, definitely he didn't, didn't write, didn't write that. Either. But mm. it's pretty funny to be like, yeah, she was just known for her, like, really sharp wit and she just- She did- She doled it out. Like, she would just- She loved to, like, poke and prod people. I see a bit of myself in her, you dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, to be skewered by Matt Stewart. Oh, it's better than being ignored by it. <laughs> well, it's good that you are here, Jess. Anyway, um, we should have probably got a second guest in to replace Dave. <laughs> oh, you're ignoring, ignoring Marcel. Me. Got ignoring it. That me. took me way too long. But I'm not I'm not known for my wit no, or intelligence. You're not, you're not are you, fuck I? stick? <laughs> you're not are you, fuck stick? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, one of her most quotable things, uh, comments, she's most famous for, um, it was, it was sti- she stitched it into a, a little pillow. Teddy bear? Pillow. Oh, damn it. On her sofa. I thought it was going to be a TikTok. <laughs> she, she stitched this. She invented TikTok. Oh, my God, it's so funny, but now you've ruined it. Um, so she had this little throw pillow on her couch that said, if you can't say something good about someone, sit right here by me. <laughs> she was just a bitch in the fun way, and I think she's really funny. She was sassy, bold, had a pet snake, was very intelligent and outspoken, and just a really funny character. Yeah, what happened to spinach? Oh, uh, Emily Spinach must have died years ago. Oh. She's mentioned so briefly, Emily Spinach. This, um, is, this is what happens, you know, like women get overlooked in history, but then think about the snakes that are overlooked. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. one step even lower. <laughs> than women. Yeah. Ugh, how embarrassing. When are snakes going to get their history? And I say history. <laughs> 
Would you like to come back and do a report on the history of snakes? I would. Okay. I would. You've got the Garden of Eden. We start with that particular serpent who started it all. Uh, Nobody really looks on that serpent all that favorably. It's true, but I think uh, go, there's another story there. Yeah, there must be. Mm. Um, so there you go. That's my uh, report on Alice Roosevelt Longworth. And again, a thank you to uh, Caitlin, Myra, English and Daryllyn for suggesting that topic because it was a lot of fun to read about. She seems like a pretty fun badass lady. Thanks, Daryllyn. Daryllyn, that was fun. I, I enjoyed very much learning new things. Yeah, and it's interesting. You just like it's not somebody you hear all that much about, and uh, yeah. So there and you I go. think that it's a good lesson to reach out to more of the ninety-year-old women in our lives and see if they want to hang out. Yeah, that's true. My grandma just turned ninety-seven. Really? Yeah. Whoa, that's. Real old. And I missed her birthday party because I had COVID. Oh, no. So, I'll catch her another time. Yeah, about 98th. Yeah, I'll mm. see you next year. There's no other possible time I could go visit, so, <laughs> so I'm very busy. <laughs> I'm just I'm reading a list of her quotes. There's some, there are great ones in there. IMDb lists three quotes, and you've used them all, but I found another one, A to Z quotes. She says, a lot of them, I've, I also looked up quotes, and a lot of them are um, repeats of the same quote. So, see what you find. Uh, I like this. My speciality is detached malevolence. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's good stuff. I feel like that one feels like she's written that down. Yeah, waited for someone to ask or something. Wow, dear, <laughs> she speak? Did she speak like that? Yeah. What was her accent? I would assume that. Yeah. You didn't do her voice the whole time. I didn't. Mm-hmm. She did have a couple of like. Um- what, what does this mean? Okay. Never trust a man who combs his hair straight from his left armpit. Yeah, I don't get what that that one was either. <laughs> <laughs> it's confusing, isn't it? I like this, and again, don't really understand. He looks as though he's been weaned on a pickle. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I mean, the left armpit seems like you know, like you know, it's like false hair. Like you're not, you're, you're trying to trick me. Right, and you the weaned on a pickle one, you're yeah, don't very get small. Like, yeah, you haven't mm-hmm. been weaned on a. You're not a rich on, person on who's milk. Able to have 486 dinners. Mm. Right. I'm the only topless octogenarian in Washington. I didn't quite oh, get that I, word I out. You're, doing, I, you're sort of doing like a Hepburn type. Yeah, thing. I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Fill to- what's missing and empty yeah, what's full. Fill yeah. what's empty, yeah. empty what's full, and scratch where it itches. <laughs> she also, she just kind of seems like you know, um, uh, like sometimes you're in a conversation with like an old man and they say mm-hmm. something a bit gross and you just kind of go like <laughs> yeah it sounds like I mean, she, she never did that i yeah. know yeah. i know sorry about him um i like this one again but yeah, he's deaf too. i don't understand <laughs> i don't understand uh this but uh-huh. it sounds like people in washington seem to be hypnotized by precedents as much as they were hens with their beaks on a chalk line so do you see now why i <laughs> didn't include some of these did yeah. you say presidents <laughs> Well, you know, that's the accent. That's it. That's how they talk. Yeah, that's just how they talk. You can't make a souffle rise twice. That's That was hers? That's yeah. a big one. Yeah, she said that about a Washington senator who was discovered to have uh, been having an affair with a young woman less than half his age, and she said, you can't make a souffle ri- rise twice, and I don't get it. Yeah, no, nor do so- I. Well, a souffle uh, can't rise twice. And yeah, I'm but guessing they were next? probably eating that. I think it's about a, his boner because he's old. Maybe. She also, one time, President Lyndon B. Johnson, um, like she said she was wearing this big wide-brimmed hat so he couldn't kiss her. And like it just seems like people would sort of like make a little bit of a joke at her expense and she'd just sort of cut him straight back down. Mm. And I like that because- yeah. Lyndon B. Johnson. Yeah. You know what he's like. Yeah, yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Um, so, there you go. That is <laughs> that is my report. Well done. Thank you so much, Marcel. I feel like people don't say that enough on this podcast. Hey, yeah. well Certainly done. not to me. Shut the fuck up, Matt. 
Hey. Hey. Good effort. Oh, <laughs> good on ya. No, I really found that fascinating. Um, there's a lot in it. We learned a lot about, you know, American history from that period. Yeah. I think it not- might actually be a two-part musical like um, The Cursed Child where you have to come back in the <sighs> evening and see the rest of it. Ooh, okay. Mm. I'd love if it was, you know, you'd have the FDR scenes is just after or just before he was in Annie. Oh, you that's know, like good. he's- yeah. He goes, by the way, I got to go visit Mr. Warbucks yeah, or whatever. Yeah, people love that little yeah. wink to like what yeah. else is going on. Yeah. I yeah. think that could be a really nice touch. That happened in uh, that movie Maestro about uh, about the guy who wrote West Side Story, um, Leonard Bernstein. Bernstein. And he would, like, just like one line in the movie where he's like, anyway, Stephen Sondheim wants me to work on a thing with him. And just like, a, and wow. like oh, just say West Side Wait, Story. You, so, you yeah. were saying you hated it? I didn't like Maestro. No, I didn't care much for it. Wow. 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 You know, Bradley Cooper is one of our biggest listeners and yeah. benefactories. Really? Yeah. That's cool. He cre- he- <laughs> He's a building that makes benefacts. Benefactories. <laughs> 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 What's the word? Benefactors. Hey, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Sorry so much, uh, AJ, uh, for the edit job on this one. Yeah, I, f- I assumed that the episode was over. And this is just for AJ to <laughs> enjoy. Mm. Are you hanging around for everyone's favourite section of the show or do you have to P.O.? I, sh- I, sh- I should I should oh, go back to the office. Oh, here we go. I w- Just I w- outside that door. But I, I, w- I would like um, Broden Kelly privileges in the future to just bust in during a Patreon. Well, you and- don't have them. Okay. How, do you know- how will you know it's a Patreon section? I- I'm hoping that you'll send up some sort of your signal. You go, oh, we're feeling a bit flat in here. Marcel. Marcel. You're in the office and can come and do a bit of Patreon. Okay, yeah, Between yeah. you and me, Broden yeah. doesn't have those rights either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody's given rights. <laughs> yeah. They just take them. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So I guess you know, just, you, we wouldn't turn you away. Yeah, that's so nice. <laughs> well, then, um, before you go, mm. we'll do a little plug thing. Oh yeah, we didn't pl- do plugs. Let's do that. What do you want? What do you want to plug? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> what, what would a guy like you want to plug? Hey, do you have a uh, something empty that you want to plug? <laughs> As uh, Alice would say, that's pretty good. Mm. Marcel, thank you for coming in and uh, and hanging out for this report. It means so much to me. Um, you sitting, sound so sincere. Sitting half of your ass on <laughs> yeah. the tiny tushes seat. You can understand. My butt is numb. It's over an hour. You know, mm. it's, you, you, we'll had you sitting in a really uncomfortable position for ages. So, we'll let you go. But mm. um, Comedy Festival's coming up. Comedy Festival's coming up. Adelaide Fringe is coming up. I don't know yep. when this episode is dropping. But if you're listening Next to week. this- Oh, it is. Okay, yeah. great. Then come see me at the Adelaide Fringe or the Comedy Festival if you're in Adelaide or Melbourne. I'm doing a show called Let Me Eat Cake, and it's all about fighting for your right, for your treat, despite the world being on fire. And it has a musical accompaniment the <gasps> entire time. It's being underscored live by a pianist, which is pretty cool. That's fun. And if you like make ups I'm doing a show with my wife, which is completely improvised. It's called The Newlyweds. Which I have a problem with. Yeah. You have a problem you've been with, married for ages. Mm, but you don't have a problem with the entertainment value. Oh, the show's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's interesting from what Jess said before, because she said she knows your wife quite well mm. and that <laughs> your wife doesn't really love you. So, that would be an interesting thing for people to go along and, yeah. and watch for that undertone. Yeah. Well, what you have to remember is Marcel's wife, Eleanor, is a very good actor. Oh, okay. Mm. Eleanor Roosevelt. 
Eleanor yeah. Roosevelt. Yeah. She's very well trained. So she, you you almost believe watching it that she doesn't mind him. Oh, it's okay. really quite powerful. It's one of her biggest acting roles. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, and that's where a lot of the humour comes from. Because yeah. you're like, how ridiculous. Yeah. She's with him? Okay. Is yeah. someone going to tell him? Yeah. yeah, it's that sort of energy. So look me up. I'm Marcel the Comedian on Instagram. And you can also listen to my podcast, which is called The Comedy Writers Group, and check out that Instagram where I, I, I skewer much, much like Alice. Roosevelt does. I, I skewer comedy tell tropes. Like it is. Yeah, tell yeah. it like it is. It takes no fuck. prisoners. Yeah. I empty holes and I fill them. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You want to leave on that? I, I, believe that's, <laughs> I believe that's the quote. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's probably sounded better coming out of Alice's mouth. Yeah, honest, but, but um, okay, I guess. Yeah, we I, could leave I, that in if you want. I empty holes, I fill them, and I, and I get it. <laughs> <laughs> What is going oh on here? Oh, my God. Well, yeah, go see Marcel at the festivals, I guess. <laughs> yeah, probably take a chaperone. Um, yeah. someone to probably- An umbrella, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he's going to be doing on stage. But go check out those shows. Thank you, Marcel. Thanks for having me. All right. Marcel has left the building, so now, Jess, we can talk about his performance there today. What about we start not with his performance, but with his smell? Yes. <laughs> smell is too friendly a word for it. Stench. Stench. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Odeur. Oh, if uh, the word that comes to mind, pungent. <laughs> it is a big, oh, it's still wafting around the room. <laughs> Get the fan going. Please. Now we love Marcel. And honestly, can I say, um, I've been to a few newlywed shows uh, now. Really? Yeah, I love to go to them. But Man, improv is... Hard to watch, but he makes it look easy is what you've said. Yeah, they do like a long form type improv. So they get a few suggestions at the start and then they do like an hour long play to the uh, to those suggestions and it's very funny. It they just- obviously, I mean, they are a married couple. They have great chemistry and it's, it's very, very funny and I've gone a few times as has my partner Aiden and he says- it's one, last time we went, he said that was better than TV. Oh, that is good. Which is high praise. And it's funny because I'm like, I, I do find uh, improv uh, awkward to watch sometimes, but I also find stand up awkward to watch sometimes yeah. and pretty much everything else. Uh, good. <laughs> it's just like anything. Good improv is good improv. The last improv I saw in Chicago was fantastic. Mm-hmm. CJ Tour's show. Yeah. Uh, Hitch Cocktails. A lot of fun. So you remember that? I remember but that. But you don't remember my birthday. <laughs> August 20... C? C? 20C? Is that what you... Was, uh, was that close? August 20... Yes? 20. No, I'm saying August 20. Am I on the right track? Yeah. And it's an odd number. It's either seven or five. No. Six or eight. <laughs> yeah. And you're older than Dave? No, Dave's younger than you. Yes, that's the same thing. <laughs> August 28. No. Wait, hang on. Dave's You're 28. older. Oh my god, I was the bigger number. <laughs> older. You know, like the bigger number. Oh my god. Uh, I knew it and I still said it wrong. It's so That's fun. embarrassing. It is embarrassing. You should Go be see newlyweds. Uh good times guaranteed. Uh also come see us. We're doing live pods. Uh to go on on uh, Saturdays or Sunday afternoons. Anyway, this brings us all up to everyone's favourite section of the show. I know a lot of you have just skipped ahead to this part. (laughs) Welcome. You should go back and listen. Jess just told a really great story. I found it fascinating. I loved hearing about Taft. Yeah. (laughs) If Taft comes up, I'm in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having a good time. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so uh, we now uh, just spend the next half hour or so uh, thanking our fantastic supporters. If it 
it wasn't for them, this show would not exist. So we love spending a little bit of time at the end, uh, just uh, giving them a little moment. And uh, I should say, if, if people think they've had theirs missed, mm. been getting some messages recently from because I've started letting people know, and people are like, oh, seeing as you are, you asked, I have actually, I think I've been missed, and uh, please do that. Everyone yeah. seems to feel very um, shy about Don't it. Don't feel shy Don't or embarrassed. Feel- it is a mistake on our slash Patreon's end, not yours. I'd say the same for Who Knew with Matt Stewart, which is um, Patreon's asked the questions on that. If you feel like you haven't had a question asked in a while and you you, you wish there was, please just send me a message. The best place is DM on uh, the Patreon mm-hmm. site. Um, anyway... This section, uh, we thank our great supporters. If you want to become one of those, you can go to patreon.com slash do go on pod. And yeah, there's a bunch of different rewards. Is is that what you would call them? Yeah. And there are things like uh, three, soon to be four bonus episodes a month. Yep. Access to the nicest corner of the internet, which is our Facebook group. You get early access to tickets. You also get discounted tickets. Uh, You get, uh, what, what else is there? I'm thinking about doing an open day at Stupid Old Studios for patrons Ooh. sometime this year, something that I've been quietly thinking about. I might just, you know, that's probably only if you can get to Melbourne. But That's a fun idea. Yeah. Maybe we'd, uh, I'd, I'd get someone, maybe if Siraj is around, yep. one, of, one of our great supporters, maybe he could uh, do a live stream on his phone as I walk around for the other that's patrons nice. or something. Yep. I don't know why I'm throwing Siraj in it. Probably yeah. maybe Dave could do it. But anyway, because no. he's, he's alive. <laughs> Because he's alive and fine and can why hold could, a phone. Yeah, why couldn't he do it? He Jess? could. Yeah. Whew. For a second there, I made it seem like he there was some physical reason. And there isn't. There isn't one. Just move on, Matt. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, there's a bunch of fun stuff. Uh, Patreon.com slash do go on pod. But one of the things, if you're on the Sydney Schoenberg level or above, you get to be involved in the fact, quote, or question section, which has a jingle goes something like this. Fact, quote, or question. Uh, always remembers the thing. She always remembers the nah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and if you want to get involved in this, you, you're on the Sydney Scheinberg level or above. You get to give us a fact, a quote, a question, or a brag, or a suggestion, or really whatever you like. Anything. Uh, it's exciting. also get to give yourself a title. I read them out for the first time when I read them out. The first one this week comes from Tim Murphy, a.k.a. Regional Sales Manager of Xmas Gifts to Mothers. Wow. Uh, would you believe uh, this one was sent in before Christmas? Okay. Uh, and... This one's labelled as a shout-out and request, and it goes a little something like this. Hello, crew. My amazing mother, Barbara from Philadelphia, is a huge fan of the podcast. Well, hello, Barbara. Hello, Barbara. Holy moly. She has gotten our entire family listening to this podcast and several other Australian comedy podcasts. Truly, she is your biggest fan. Barbara. Barbara, stop it. Stop it. I'm blushing. I'm blushing. She is a patron, but we were, for whatever reason, unable to find her shout-out. Oh, funnily enough, I can find that for you now. <laughs> uh, I figured the most logical thing to do was sign up for Fat Quota Question and shout her out myself. Also, a request. Can you give her a horse name generator title style shout-out? That way, she will have two shout-outs as befitting her status of biggest fan. What do you right. think, Bob? Can you can you find Barbara from Philadelphia a, a shout out? A horse name generated name? Yeah, let 100%. me see if I can find if we have Mister. That's, that's not my f- preferred horse name. There oh, is. there's more than one. Well, I mean, yeah, this is the one I like. All right. What do you got? Okay, what about oh, rhythmic whiskey? Rhythmic 
Whiskey. How good that, is that? That could be anything. Rhythmic Whiskey. What a great name for a cover band. I was going to say, it sounds like a good band name. Well, good cover band. Cover band, band name. <laughs> Rhythmic Whiskey. Rhythmic Whiskey. How good is that? That's really good. Uh, that might be even- Is it possible that's too good? Oh, do you want me to dumb it down a bit? No, hang on. I forgot. <laughs> this is for Barbara. This is for Barbara. From- so, No such thing as too good for Barbara. Barbara Murphy from Pennsylvania. I've looked her up here. Um, and I, geez, my system is interesting, but I'll have to figure out, I'm sure she should have been shouted out a while ago. Right. <laughs> so, um, I'll have to carry the two, figure that out, but maybe, uh, that'll be coming up on a future episode. If it hasn't happened already, thank you for that reminder, Tim Murphy, uh, fantastic, a Christmas gift to mothers. Only, what, six to eight weeks late? Uh-huh. Merry Christmas, Barbara. Anyway, Merry Christmas. it's an early Christmas present. The next one comes from a Mr. Justin McCain. Plays a silly, silly game. And Justin uh, has got the title of definitely the inventor of the fashion flip-flops. Oh, wow. Okay. That's well, great. I guess we thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm wearing them right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I call mine a thong and I'm wearing it on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and this might be a first time. Uh, Justin McCain has given us a riddle. All right, here it is. A cowboy rides into town on Thursday, stays in town for three days, then rides out on Friday. How? Cowboy rides into town on Thursday, stays in town for three days. I'm guessing the name of the horse's... Thursday? Yeah, Rides that's into a good town one. on Thursday, stays For three in days, and then the other horse's name is Friday. Yeah. That's good. Uh, and then he says, Matt, read this part aloud, but recognise that this is the break while you let Jess and Dave roast me for being boring and submitting a riddle. How is that boring? I don't think we've ever had anybody submit a riddle. That's exciting no. and fun. And especially because we got it. That makes us feel well, good. Well, let's see if we got it. But also, I'm terrible at riddles, so I'm really glad Matt got that quite quickly. Answer. The horse's name was Friday. We well did it. Well done. Woo. Oh, yeah. So, th- it doesn't matter the yeah. first horse. Because, yeah. It, it might have still been the same horse and yeah, its name was he, Friday. Because he rode He still arrived on, on a- Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Justin McCain. One of our longest supporters. And that I mean he's- Tall. Quite tall. Uh, the next one comes from Lauren Joyner, uh, aka, I don't know- This is too much pressure now. I'll stick with my last one, Jurassic Park Historian. Great. I'd love to see the workings out. Thank you, Lauren. And Lauren's asking a question, writing, This is inspired by Matt's hashtag paddlegram on Instagram. I am also a big craft beer fan, so I must ask, what is your favourite beer? Style, brewery, whatever. I'm in the States and I've been lucky enough to visit a lot of great spots here. Plus, live in beer, oh, live in beer dance areas. <laughs> oh, that's a tricky word. It is a tricky word. Until you know the context. That's right. It could be either. Could be either. Schrodinger's word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in Arizona now, and some of my local faves are Arizona Wilderness, Barrio Brewing, and That Brewing. An honourable mention to the OGs, Four Peaks and Santan. Some other favourites include Great Divide in Denver, Golden Road in LA, my hometown, Yards in Philadelphia, Stoop in Seattle, and my all-time favourite brewery, Harpoon in Boston. Uh, she's requested you to do that in a Boston accent. Harpoon. 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 That's, Harpoon. That's built for it. 
Um, also, don't dismiss the big guys. Cause in Golden, Colorado is really fun. And international, of course, has to be Guinness. I hope to visit Australia soonich. 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 So please give me some beer, Rex. Cheers. Wow. Great. Well, I actually have to lean on you for my favourite beer because I don't remember what it is. You loved, uh, years ago, you loved that passion fruit gosa. Yeah, it's the from, only beer I've ever liked. Uh, Big Beacon in Brisbane. Yep. And uh, I've tried other, like I've seen tropical or passion fruit goza. Goza? Goza? Yeah, I think I've so. I've seen those before. I've tried them. No. Right. That one was very- Apart from the do goes on. Oh, you know, that was actually very- Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. That was Which very nice. Three different versions of that. I think that they are uh, one of my favourite breweries, Bodrigi here mm-hmm. in, in Melbourne, in Collingwood. Uh, and yeah, one of the brewers uh, listens and is one of our great supporters. Yeah. Uh, and they've come and done like pop-up bars and really some events cool. for us. Yeah. They've been amazing. James, what a legend. Yeah. Um, and he's, yeah, he's made us a few- uh, very small batch brews yeah. each Christmas the last three years called Do Go Son. So good. I think you should put it on tap, really. <laughs> if there's a demand for it. But, yeah, Bodrigi, I think that would be right up with my favourites. I think my favourite kind of everyday beer in Melbourne uh, is the Kaiju Crush. It's like a tropical pale. Oh, yep, yep. Uh, with some great artwork on the can, which I think probably got them going. But, yeah, it's a really nice beer. That's the one, if I'm buying a slab of beer, that's probably the one I'd go for. If not one of the Bodriggies, they do a great uh, mid uh, or their um, their IPA. It's like a Nipa. I'm a bit of a basic bitch with beers. <laughs> I love – I still love uh, hazy yeah. beers. But, um, the uh, yeah, the – what's it? Cosmic Microwave is a Bodriggy one I really like. It's got a longer name than that, but um, and then but I think my favourite other brewery in Melbourne's Deeds. It's in Glenora. I've never been there actually, but they do limited release ones multiple times a month. I think two or three times a month, oh, maybe. Cool. And yeah, especially their their double IPAs and IPAs and their um, imperial stouts and stuff, which I know. Uh, it's funny. I read a, a list of uh, brewers. Uh, overrated beers recently and so many of the styles that they said well i'm like i love that kind i love that kind so like for proper brewery people i'm like a real basic basic bitch bitch, yeah but you know what you know what else is basic avocado on toast hey i am what i am you know but i I like most of them there's not many styles Basic just means widely popular that's true um but yeah apart i can't really get around wheat beers for some reason Mm -hmm. uh and I don't really like red ales, but pretty much all other styles I like. I've understood every third word. <laughs> I love to hear you talk about it because I'm not a beer drinker. I'm barely a drinker now. Um, so, yeah. I drink way less than I used to as well. It's um, But, uh, yeah, that's, I guess, why I try and drink ones I like when I have them. Yeah. That makes uh, sense. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've done – I'm doing the voiceover at the moment for season two of The Beer Pioneer, so hopefully people will be able to see that soon. Mm. Film that – that's over a year ago now, but um, – Yeah, wow. Uh, it's looking pretty, it's looking really great. I don't. I can't remember if we put out the, the promo clip, but it looks – I'm like, wow, that looks amazing. I don't know if we have. We should do. Yeah. Um, anyway, that should be – hopefully people will be able to see that soon. Mm. Don't know where it's going to land still, but – that's not really my call. Not your problem. More important people than me working on that show. Um, but thank you so much, Lauren. I uh, don't know if you know this. Don't mind talking about beer. <laughs> don't know if that uh, if you got that. And uh, next time, or when our American tour happens, I'm going to have to refer back to those notes yeah. about some of your favourite breweries. I uh, went to some really fun ones in Chicago as well. 
couldn't tell you the names of them. There was a <laughs> Mexican one that we went to, oh. which I'm sure I talked about on a bonus episode called Matt Remembers. Mm-hmm. And boy, did he. <laughs> uh, not anymore. But um, <laughs> thank you, Lauren. The next one and the final one this week comes from Matthew Abad, uh, a.k.a. Colonel Colonel. First Colonel spelled the C, second one with a Oh, love that. It's like a corn Colonel yeah, Colonel. Yeah, that's fun. Or a, or a chicken Colonel corn Colonel. That's what I if I think the full name would be Chicken Colonel Corn Colonel. Gotcha. Uh, and Matthew is asking a question as well, writing, "What is the silliest reason for which you've gone to the hospital?" For me, I was about four years old, and I shoved a popcorn kernel up my nose. After several inhales, the kernel became lodged in my sinus. I went to the hospital and they strapped me into a medical papoose before what a great word. Amazing word. Before extracting the kernel with forceps. When it was finally out, the core temperature of my body had partially popped the kernel. <gasps> From that point forward, some of my mum's friends called me the kernel. Salute. That rules. What a great story. That's a really fun story. I can't believe the body temperature was enough to Sort of start to pop a popcorn. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, I, oh, I God, touch wood. I haven't been the to the hospital much. Yeah, great. A few months ago because I got hit by a car. Not very silly. No, that was so silly. That was a bit silly. What are you having a fun? I'm like, oh, CT scan, please. <laughs> bit of fun. Um, but the, I think the only other time I had to go to hospital was when I broke my nose as a four-year-old. And that was only silly because of the way I broke my nose. I've probably talked about this at some point, but I was on a trampoline with a bunch of other kids and I wanted to get off, but I didn't want to interrupt anybody else's bouncing. So, I thought I'll just jump off. Oh. And I jumped off, but I landed head first. Ouch. And broke my nose. That's got to hurt. So, I'd say that's a little silly. It's sillier than getting hit by a car yeah. and cracking a rib. Yeah, that was really out of your hands. My rib still hurts. So, we're quite confident now that it was cracked and not just bruised. Right. So, that's fun. And will it, does it, you can't. It just takes longer to heal. Yeah, because you can't, you can't plaster them or anything, Yeah, right? you can't do anything for so a, a rib. So, you wouldn't have done, been able to do anything different? No. Nah. Maybe just rest harder? Yeah, for rest longer? more. Yeah, right. Oh, man. Bit of fun. Yeah, that is fun. <laughs> hey, uh, look after the cyclists out there. Yeah, if you don't mind, look out for cyclists. Yeah. What about you? Have you gone to a hospital for anything silly? Uh... Probably, uh, maybe the silliest was because it turned out I didn't need to go. When I was yeah. a kid, uh, there was some work being done on our house. And for some reason, there were a lot of planks of wood with the nails still in the backyard in a pile. Oh, dear. And I was playing on the pile, just like walking up and over the pile and stuff uh, with thongs on. Ugh. And I just stepped through a, a nail, oh. the nail went through my foot, and it was a rusty nail. Oh, God. So, you, you worry about tetanus. Yeah. And uh, so, told my dad, he took me into emer- the emergency room, waited for ages as you yep. do in there, and then- um, I got hit by a car. I thought that would trump a few things, but I still waited for seven hours. Yeah, what do you- um, Yeah, you need, if you need like a gash on your head probably. To- I, I should have said- <laughs> They asked if I hit my head. I should have said, I don't know. Yeah. But unfortunately, I said, no, I know I didn't hit my head. My helmet's intact, not a scratch on it. Oh, yeah. You were too honest. I was too honest. You could have jumped ahead of people who deserved it more than you. (laughs) I know. It's bullshit. (laughs) Um, But don't do that if you go to a hospital. (laughs) So I got to, I finally, you know, got in and then uh, he's like, oh, what? 
what year are you in school or whatever? He's like, oh, you, you're a tetanus shot from whatever grade oh, that we have course. to get. It's still good. So, you know, we just wasted a few hours. Great. So that's probably the silliest reason. They could have asked that at the reception maybe. Yeah, that would have been better. Would have been good. And then, but then it just would have been a quick patch you up type thing. Yeah, which I, you know, do yourself. Yep. It was a pretty clean. I didn't take any bones or like big blood vessels yeah, or anything. Yeah, cool. So, it was just a Band-Aid on the top and the bottom. But uh, what- yeah, there was. Uh, oh, the other thing I'm sure I've talked about on here before is uh, one time I was up in Brighton in the summer. I was walking down the street. I, saw, I felt this um, bug sort of buzzing around my ear, and then I'm like, I think it's gone in my ear. <gasps> and of course, no one believed me. I'm yeah. like, I swear it's in there. And then occasionally I could feel something sort of wriggling around. I'm like, it's in there. Ugh. It's in there. And I don't think uh, people believe me, but uh, I went, ended up going to the, the local hospital and. Um, I reckon that, you know, they didn't seem to, they're like, ah, sure. And then eventually, like, a, I can't remember exactly how it went. I probably told it better on this show years ago <laughs> after it happened. But they, they were really making, it was hurting the way they were getting in the ear. And then a second doctor came in and he seemed to believe me more. And he used this thing and it sucked out and you saw it go down the tube. Whoa. Yeah, it was uh, it was, was it part of your brain, do you reckon? Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> Did he suck out part of your brain? He sucked off part of my brain. <laughs> that makes sense It now. felt really good. A lot of you make sense <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> that was, I guess that was kind of silly. Yeah. Was that, yeah, none of it's silly, silly. Uh, yeah. Like painful, the, actually. The kernel, popping your own kernels. That's awesome. Fun. Thank you so much for those, Matthew, Lauren, Justin, and Tim. Uh, another thing we like to do is thank a few of our other great Patreon supporters. Hmm. Now, Jeff... You normally come up with a game based on the topic at hand. That's true. What game could we have for this one? Yeah, we uh, buy. There was the name buy, yeah, like a give name, like a nickname, a nickname that is pretty obscure from one thing they did once. Oh, you left that time early. That's why we call you buy. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Obscure, obscure nickname. Should we go one for one? Yep. All right. I'll kick us off uh, by thanking from Griffith in New South Wales, Australia, Hannah Longeron. Door. Yeah, door, because that one time she knocked on the door and they're like, you can just come in. Just open it, idiot. This is your place. Ah, let's call her door. Oh, door. So, Hannah is door. Hannah door longer. And That's good stuff. That's pretty good. Um, like, people that meet uh, Hannah, mm-hmm. like, through mutual friends and stuff, go years without realising that, that their first name is Hannah. Yes. They're it's like, wait, I thought, it was, I thought your name was Doreen. My sister-in-law was when she started dating my brother- like 20 years ago, called the landline at our house and my dad answered and then she, like, realised that she didn't actually know my brother's first name and she had to hang up the phone because she just called him Perko because that's what all of his friends called him. Yes. And so then she had to call a friend be like, what's Perko's first name? And they went, Michael, and then she had to call back again. She'd been dating this guy, didn't know his first name. That's so Incredible funny. stuff. Um, okay, my turn. Perko is catchy. Could it be, is. Could be a first name. What's your surname? Perkins. Perko Perkins. Perko Perkins. Bloody what hell. What are the odds of that? Um, okay, I would love to thank from Finland. Ooh. Isn't that exciting? From Turku in Finland, Juso Lane. Juso Lane. Uh, Apologies if we're saying that wrong. Juso Lane is so good. Um, I'm going to say uh, Pot. Pot, yeah. like that. Because uh, one time <laughs> at a party, he came He came in, the, well, they came in the uh, down the side gate. Yeah. It wasn't very well lit. 
and just before coming into the courtyard, tripped on a pot plant. Oh, my God. Stumbled a bit. Re- you recovered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, didn't hit the ground or but anything. Everyone but everyone saw. Everyone saw it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, watch pot. out, pot. <laughs> there we go, pot. That's good stuff. That's pretty good. And that um, makes me think of uh, a mistake I make in next week's episode. Uh <laughs> With a Triptych Club member, I said, SE, that must be Switzerland. It was Sweden. So, something to think, look out for next week. Yeah. We've recorded next week's episode just before this. <laughs> uh, the scheduling thing doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. It doesn't, it doesn't actually affect you unless you're, <laughs> unless, of course, your name is Daniel Kellen. Little sizzle there for next week. It's exciting. Maybe you're going to get inducted into a certain club. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're losing it. They've probably given a little bit away knowing that we've done two episodes back to back and are having coffees. Yeah. Oh, we're, getting we're getting silly bit, now. We're getting a bit loopy. I'd love to thank uh, from St. John's, speaking of hospitals, in Canada. It's Joanne. Joanne. Goanna. Goanna. Joanna, Goanna. But it's not even- I know. It's Joanne. Yeah. But see, one time there was this like friend of a friend kind of joined this group at a party and nobody in the group really liked this guy very much, uh, but they were all trying to be polite. You know, it was a friend of a friend and um, he, you know, it was sort of a loud party and Joanne said, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Joanne. And he went, Goanna. <laughs> and Joanne said- <laughs> no, Joanne. And that just sort of became a bit of a- It's really a joke more at that guy's expense. Yes. But um, Joanne's friend group have called her Goanna ever since. Joanne has to take that around with her. Yeah. Brutal stuff. Uh, I would love to thank from Bangor in New South Wales, here in Australia, Emma Arnold. Emma Arnold, of course, has the nickname Screener. 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 Oh, I like that. Yeah, because um, she- uh, for through work, got an early uh, DVD version of The Gladiator. Okay, a screener. Yes, um, like and she was like a screening type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Called a screener, I think, and you know, it's got the watermark of the studio over it, and yeah. says uh, this is Emma Arnold's copy, so they know if if you uh, leak it or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, Emma um, mentioned it once. Uh, to a friend, said, oh, I'm g- what are you doing t- later? Oh, I'm going home to watch Gladiator. i got a screen. It's this new Ridley Scott, mm-hmm. I think, movie. Uh, this guy, Russell Crowe, is in it. Should be interesting. And uh, her other friends who were meeting them uh, for lunch <laughs> overheard her say that. It's like, oh, okay, screener. Oh, screener. oh, you got a screener, do we? Oh, oh, you think you're so good seeing yeah. movies before. A oh, screener. here we go. Yeah, Hollywood. You gotta get, oh, you Hollywood's gotta get better on the friends. phone. Yeah, I think so. These all these friends. Suck. <laughs> these friends all suck. But also, I just think any time you explain the origin of a nickname, it never it never comes off super well. You yeah, know? where did Perco come from? Um, oh, that is complex. Yes, <laughs> that's actually that's one of the rare good stories. Okay, so uh, is it up to me? I think it is up to me. Yes. And can I thank from Weichschlag in Deutschland? It's Katharina. Okay. Um, nickname, Sia. Sia. One time, um, uh, uh, Katharina was, went for like a, a, a change up the hair. Yeah. Thought, I'm going to get bangs. But the bangs were a bit too long, sort of just covering the eyes type right. thing. 
went to the friends like, what do you think? And they were like, no, it's good. It's great. It's really good. I mean, you look like Sia. Yeah. And and, not, and that's a compliment. That's a compliment. Sia's a, a fantastic songwriter and performer. Yeah. But the hairstyle, you know. And then later, when she went to leave later on, they said, anyway, see you later. Yeah, and exactly. it's stuck. It's that's stuck. where it locked in. That's where it in. really locked yeah. in. Funny stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, funny stuff. Katharina's friends. Yeah. No, nah, honestly, that's good stuff. Good Katharina's on you. friends. Good on you. Next, I would like to thank somebody from deep within the Fortress of the Moles. Ooh. We can only assume the other way around. Address unknown. We can only assume deep within the Fortress <laughs> of the Moles. I would love to thank Nathan L. Oh, Nathan L. Uh, the body. Uh, because uh, Nathan is a bit secretive about mm-hmm. the surname, and uh, someone pushed him for it, and, they, and he, Nathan's like, "It's just L. Just, just I don't want to give it. It's just, just L. L." And they're like, "Oh, like L McPherson of the body," and oh. yeah, it's stuck from then on. And he's like, "Sure, sure, whatever." Because whatever. if that means you'll stop pushing me to know my surname, yeah, fine, call, call me, me the, the body. body. I don't care as long as you don't. You're not like, you know, sizzling towards what you're gonna do and kill me, and then I'll yeah. be a body. Yeah. As long as, <laughs> as long as that's not it. Can I just get a photo? We'll take a photo with you and me, and I'm gonna send this to all my friends saying if I turn up dead soon, mm-hmm. it's this person. Yeah, suspect <laughs> numero uno, which is I think Italian for number one. What's that? That's a longish message. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> well, then we should probably. Pick it up a bit. <laughs> uh, can I thank from Wynn Malley in New South Wales, Australia, Ashley England. Ashley England. Governor. Governor. Self-explanatory, really, yeah, isn't it? Um, Eng- oh, Ashley England. All right, oh, governor. Hello, governor. Oh, hello, governor. Oh. It's, the, it's the governor of here. Yeah. I'm actually from... <laughs> I'm actually from New South Wales, Ashley would say. That's a good Australian accent. Thank you. <laughs> that was really good. Studying it. Yeah, you, know, you could do that. All right, Governor. Sure you are, All Governor. All right, Governor. All right. Cup of tea, Governor. Want a bicky, Governor? <laughs> Do you want a bicky, Governor? Jeez, Ashley. Nightmare friends. Awful friends. Sorry about them. Uh, I would also like to thank from Lincoln, Nebraska. Had to look that up. N-E. I was like, New England? <laughs> Lincoln, Nebraska. That's where the Nebraska. Corn Eaters are from. I'm pretty sure that's where Jim Carrey goes in Yes Man ah. with Zoe Deschanel. Well, I would love to thank Drew Allen. Drew Allen. Oh, it is where they go. Yeah. Where they just turn up at the airport for the next flight. Yeah, and they're in mm. the crowd. That's great. I love it. Lincoln, yep. Nebraska. Um, Drew Allen has the nickname of uh, Stork. And uh, I guess I'm thinking that because of corn. And do they, does corn grow on stalks? Do you get a stalk of corn? An ear of corn. An ear of corn with a husk. Corn stalks. Yeah, that's- yeah, that could be a thing, I guess. All right. So, but anyway, this isn't isn't that. This is uh, because until Drew was older than he should have been, <laughs> uh, twenty four, he thought birds delivered babies. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So oh, that would be quite a mind blowing thing to learn late. Yes, and because Drew kind of played it off like I was joking. Yeah, but it was clear it was that Drew clear. was not joking. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a safe space. Right? On your stalk. Uh, is it me? No, uh, you. And finally, from once again, address unknown. Can only assume from deep within the fortress of the moles. Mm. Uh, it's Jacinta G. Jacinta G. Uh, lamp. 
Lamp. Yeah, lamp. But it's actually quite a nice one because Jacinta really lights up a room. Yes, and they think she's very bright. Very bright. It's a non-ironic nickname, which is what they do in the Fortress of the Moles, which is funny because moles normally like to live in the dark. But uh, Jacinta, with Jacinta's aura, lights up a room. Lights up a room. I say G because it just says Jacinta from address unknown. Yeah. But the email address suggests. It might be G. might be G. So we're just trying to help you out a little bit there. Thank you. Thank you so much to Jacinta, Drew, Ashley, Nathan, Katharina, Emma, Joanne, Juso, and Hannah. And I should also say, yeah, if you do have address unknown, you're like, why is that? Uh, that's because you've selected do not let these weirdos know my address. Yeah. And that's also why you wouldn't have got the Christmas cards over recent years. Yeah. If you're wondering, perhaps that's exactly how you want it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you to all of you. The last thing we need to do is welcome a few people into the Trip Ditch Club. And uh, we're going to do that right now. Jess, explain it to me again. What is this? The Trip Ditch Club is a exclusive club for people who support the show on the shout-out level. No, just support the show for three consecutive years. Yeah, shout-out level or, or yeah, above. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, you, we welcome you in. There's a band, there's a bar, there's anything you could possibly want. We just got pool tables. Oh, it's so Pretty good. Pretty cool. Um, I play better after a couple of beers. I play worse. Um, and, and, yeah, so we welcome you in. Matt lifts the rope. He uh, he reads your name out. We hype you up. I've actually booked a band. I've taken over booking the band while Dave's uh, missing. I mean, away. And um, crazy, I've actually booked a synth pop artist called... Roosevelt. Oh, that's so good. Isn't that crazy? I didn't know you were booking because I've actually also booked an act. Shit, who have you got? Well, uh, Alice in Chains. Oh. So, I don't know if their vibes will really connect, but- um, Maybe they could play at the same time. Yours is more relevant, though, because Alice in Chains doesn't have anything to do with this episode. That's just a band that I booked. Yeah, but you can't just, like, cancel them Wait, hang on. What was her name? Alice. Ah. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. yeah, I've only just got that. Isn't that- Funny. Wow. Both of you. So I booked a band called Alice in Chains and you booked Roosevelt. Yeah. That is weird. That is crazy. I'm getting tingles. Oh, one of those strange coincidences. Yeah, beautiful coincidences. Sometimes things just come together. Yeah. Yeah. I'm behind the bar. I've got food and drinks going. Oh, now, yeah. obviously, the um, the Roosevelts are a, a wealthy family. Mm-hmm. Alice's mother's family is uh, very wealthy as well. So, I've gone for rich people food. Okay. I'm talking caviar. Yeah. I'm talking lobster. All oh, right. I'm talking- How are you cooking the lobster? I uh, um, Put it in a pot. Yeah. And pot of hot do- water, I guess. Hot water. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh no! Have you oh, ca- have you checked no. on it? Have you checked on I, it lately? It's the same burner. Too. Oh no, Jess! Did you <laughs> Fuck, forget? I forgot. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was bottom right. It's bottom left. It's oh, too hot. Oh, that one. Yeah, that only has two functions: off or a billion degrees. Oh, fuck. Oh man. That lobster died so quick. <laughs> yeah. You know, if there is a positive to come out of this. Yeah. So, I guess that's good, I suppose. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I might- The caviar might also be too hot, but we'll oh, see how we go. you've boiled the caviar. Well, no, it, I just warmed it a little, I thought. But Where? On the stove. Oh, no. On the front left. What's its temperature currently? Oh, hang on. I'll get the th- thermometer out. Hang on. It should be- Maybe it's fine. Maybe it's fine. I just wanted it slightly- Oh, no. Oh, no. Wow. What is it? 72 degrees. Oh, my God. That's too hot. Celsius. That's too hot for caviar. It's way too hot. You're going to burn your mouth. Oh, my God. Maybe you could leave it out to cool. <laughs> I'll try, but it might take a while. It's really hot in this kitchen. Can you check the temperature again? What's happened on, since it's see. been cooled? 80. It's oh, up to it's 80. Oh, it's going up. 
going, I What's don't know how. I don't know how. Well, it's uh, about to boil. Oh it's going to be God. boiled caviar. Uh, I don't know what to I do. I keep ruining everything. I think we shut the bar down. We got to get rid of the I don't think the bar can exist stove. anymore. It's no good. We got We need more people to join the Patreon so we can buy a new stove. <laughs> Any drinks? Yeah, just champagne. <laughs> okay, great. Rich people stuff. Probably chilling on us. Oh yeah, it's nice. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. it's fine. Brilliant. Well, uh, that means it's time to welcome in. We've got four inductees this week. Okay. How about I read them and you hype them? Okay. That's normally Dave's job. Uh, I know, but- Big shoes to fill. Well, I'll fairly ha- little shoes. I'll do my, I'll do my best. <laughs> okay. Do Bit you want- of weak wordplay. Yeah. You, you're, you're on the door. You're welcome yep. welcoming them in and I'm hyping them. That's a good sign. Yeah. The fact that I can't get through the word welcoming- I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Okay, so first and foremost, please let me welcome in from address unknown, deep within the fortress of the moles. Please welcome in John Wick. John Wick. Oh, I'm going to light your wick and you're going to burn bright like a candle. Woo! John Wilk, welcome in, welcome Johnny John Wick. John Wilk. I would also love to welcome. There's not, nothing else to say about a guy named John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> from Port Macquarie in New South Wales, it's Lord James and Lady Paula Smith. Oh, a couple a lot of to work with there. Uh, members of Sealandia, I think. Oh. Uh, you are my lady and my lord, the best in the biz. Uh, you can port my quarry any day <laughs> and make yourselves at home. Uh, yes. Here, this is hard. Welcome in from do. Chicago, Illinois. It's Benjamin Montema. Oh, from um, uh, from Chicago. Let's make. It rains Benjamins. Yes. Uh, which is a word for money. money. Woo! Mo- and Mo- Montema, the first three letters are the same as the first three letters in money. Oh, yes. So, yeah, you're having a big party. <laughs> and from Mitchum in Victoria, please welcome in Steph Kendall. Mitch Ham, more like um, a nice, a lovely Bataki ham uh, that we can share with you because we're so glad for you to be here, Steph Kendall. Yes. Steph Kendall all the time is uh, having a good time, yes. Steph. Well done. <laughs> Actually, I really brought him strong it's there. It's very easy. Welcome in. Make yourselves at home. Uh, just give the- Can we get a quick temperature check on the caveat? It's 120. Oh, my God. It's going up exponentially. It's not good. Please. I think we might need to evacuate. Okay. Like, this club. All right, Steph, Benjamin, uh, James, Paula, and John, make yourselves at home, but be ready. We may need to evacuate soon. Please familiarise yourselves with the emergency exits. There are uh, two behind you. <laughs> All right, uh, that brings us to the end of the episode. What a fun time it has been. And a long time. Um, uh, here's what I want to say, that if you enjoyed this episode, if it reminded you of somebody else through history that you've heard about once and gone, oh, yeah, that's a fun life, tell us about it. Yeah. Let us make a report Stop about keep, it. keeping it to yourself. Put it in the that's hat. That's selfish. You, there's a link in the show notes to uh, suggest a topic. Anybody can as well. You don't have to be a Patreon um, or you can find it on our website, which is dogoonpod.com, which is also where you'll find information about upcoming live shows like our comedy festival show. And uh, you can find us on social media at dogoonpod as well. But until next week, um, thank you so much. And, and I'll thank s- you to our great editor, AJ. We love you, AJ. Um, thank you so much and goodbye. Later. Bye. Want to find the perfect Father's Day card? Dad deserves better than a drugstore card. This year, surprise him with a special personalized card from Moonpig. You can add your favorite photos and a heartfelt message. 
Plus, no more worrying about stamps or going to the post office, because we'll mail it for you the same day. Every dad deserves a Moonpig card. Get your first card free with code PODCAST at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.